Hello, everybody. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with G today. What up? I am joined by a friend of the show, Sergio Oliva. What's going on? What? The, f- the whole name, really? Yeah, man. <laughs> Come on. He, he, that's he does the way that to you me, do too. It. And it's a little like... You're not the only woman. <laughs> You're not the only one that gets the full name treatment. I was uh, trying to be all anonymous. What up, so... Lou? Right. I just get a letter. Yo, I don't. I don't. I only get Lou. So <laughs> you get two letters. <laughs> I get two whole letters. And hi, Jennifer Ross. <laughs> I hate when you do that. So I get y- it. People know my whole name, but like, my God. You know, it's funny. Like last week, we we're editing the podcast, and Jen's like, "You say hello, everybody, real loud when you open the podcast." He does. He's I'm like, very hello, hyped up. Everybody. I'm hyped up when we do this every week. He's very enthusiastic <laughs> about his welcomes. Thank you. So I feel like the first time anybody hears it, it's just in like, case, hello! just in case you're listening like to this Doubtfire. on the way to work at like 7:30 in the morning. Once you put it up, it doesn't matter if you have it on low volume. You're going to hear my fucking voice. Dude, who needs caffeine if they have you? Man. Exactly. You know Thank I mean? you, Serge. Thank you. I still need caffeine. David, David Sorry, Bustello. You how's, er- how's everyone doing today? Good, good? We're good. It's Jennifer nice Ross. I'm good. I'm okay. good. Stop using my last name, man. It's like you've never written an article on the <laughs> site. I have, but like, you know, this is different. So, this is radio. fun-filled agenda today. We're going to talk about Hereditary and Ocean's eight which is getting a lot of like casual fan backlash did you did you peep that on ron tomatoes the uh, the audience scores i got a 54 55 yeah i uh if you go on like instagram and twitter there are some people that like uh i i didn't think it would be the case but like there are a lot of people that are simply kind of bashing it for i have a few issues with it but we'll get that for being movie. more about the lady thing more than the plot. That's what I. Oh, like then it. yeah, it's the stupid, yeah, yeah. The, the stupidity. Are there yeah, gonna yeah. be any spoilers for this movie? Because I'm actually um, about to no, watch what, it in like three or no. Four there's hours. not. There's not that. Oh, there's okay. really not that many spoilers within the movie. To be honest. Okay. Like I will say, like there's cameos, but that's all I'll say. Cool. That's so. Cool. Cool I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I think. Well, we'll get into it in a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we're also gonna <laughs> talk. We're gonna talk about hereditary Fine. non-spoiler because Serge and Lou haven't seen it. And we're going to talk about, like, the 97 trailers that dropped last week. I think I was telling G off the line, I've been running the site for two years. This is the most trailers that have dropped in a week since I've been running the site. It, it was hard for us to keep up, but we were able to get most of them out there. And even just last night, uh, the new trailer for Predator dropped, and we're going to talk about that as well. So, G, do you said you said you, uh, you wanted to talk about some casting news? Uh yeah, it's nothing too big, but uh they uh, Val Kilmer is officially going to be in Top Gun two with Tom Cruise. Uh, I was under the impression that Val Kilmer was kind of sick. He and- uh, from someone that met him a few like a few months ago, he is very very sick. So like so yeah, I don't know how that's gonna play out, but uh, it is official. Like they we were they uh, Paramount hasn't announced it yet, but. A lot of people on set uh, told a few media outlets that he is in it and that he started shooting a few days ago. Um, other than that, it's not really a ton of news. Uh, Atlanta got renewed for a third season. I don't know if any of you guys watched yeah. it, but yeah. Uh, Love it, it got, yeah, it got renewed for a third season. Great, uh, another third season renewal is 13 Reasons Why, which David will hate. <laughs> All right, so I want I want to get into this real quick. As none of you have seen the show but me this season. I saw an episode of the show, and then I said, nope, not for me. Okay. Um, this show, after finishing the second season, and I talked about it like a week or two ago, you know they're con- they were going to renew it, but I felt the backlash after the way the season ended with certain aspects of, does anyone care if I spoil it at this point? Um, well, 
I thought that in season two it was supposed to be like the other kid then kills himself and then he leaves like a bunch of notes and no no it's not nothing but it's like not that. about no, that at no, all it's like that. like, a, like a trial of some sort yeah so that's it's not like order. <laughs> it's not like they try to make that the focus but it really isn't because when you get to the second to last episode you transition into something completely different but if you if you're watching the first season the second season you kind of see it going in the that direction the way it ended do you care if i spoil it um no i mean so, how about gee, you, you're not, all right so um, audience do you care so there's yes. a, i'll take your <laughs> silence as no <laughs> no the audience just went yes we care Jenny hasn't even watched the first season, so she doesn't care. Yeah, I don't wow, care. Did... I don't want to watch it. I thought, I... yeah, I no, thought this because... was like such a Jenny show. The no. first season, I, mean, I read we, the me book. The first season, but I liked the first season a lot. But yeah, no, I read the book, and I didn't. It's just such a heavy subject that I just, yeah, it was a book first. Jenny finds a book for everything. Yeah, but um, it it's just such a heavy subject. I feel like you need to be in that mood, and then at the same time, it's also like something that I'm like, you know what? This doesn't entertain me, and especially if it doesn't seem like they're really... Tr- I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't say because since I haven't watched it, but from what it sounds like, I feel like a lot of it is glorifying all of this. I'm glad you so said that. And yes. I feel like that's not something that like I think is appropriate, and I understand yes. like they're trying to bring to light like certain issues and things, and that's great, but I feel like for the audience that they're gearing it to, it's not... Kids and Our- teenagers are very susceptible to anything and if it's if there's anything that we just learned from the fred rogers uh mr rogers documentary yes, the other day the best documentary you know, i've seen this year there's one thing when you're gearing things towards kids and whatnot but you're not really you're thinking about how to make money how to like market how to promote this and like how to do all these things but you're not really thinking about like the psychological aspects of but like what about all like these those so teenagers I, who do watch it who are smart who kind of take something from, like, they learn something from it. There and are I, people, and there I are agree kids. because, like, I, and I guess it depends on your maturity also because I used to watch things, like, at a really young age, and I understood the difference between what was make believe and what wasn't and what was real. Like, I could understand the, like, more, I could see more things. Like, I was never really, my parents never really, like, you know, blocked anything from me watching or whatever, but they understood that I was mature enough to understand these things and then at the same time if i ever had questions that they were open that i could go to them a lot of kids don't have that so um but anyway so just to make it shorter i just like i just feel like i don't know that like i really want to watch it it doesn't entertain me and there's nothing there that like i feel like i feel like i'll just come out more upset well yeah to piggyback on what you said because i want you to comment on this jen every episode this season had a disclaimer at the beginning Mm. Especially the heavy ones are like, this is, you know, if you feel if you have these feelings, please watch this with someone else. Um, so they kind of set this like like I guess they made sure they cover their own ass in a way because I think they got a lot of backlash after last season. I want to I want to try to comment on this. Yeah. I, I actually I, I'm, I'm oh, actually yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually a, a, a psychologist. I work at a school. Um, I, wor- I work with a lot of younger kids and um I won't say anything specific, obviously because of, uh, of confidentiality type stuff. But um, I, I I talk to a lot of kids who um who watch the show, and they see the suicide as an option now because it's trendy. Exactly. And they'll say, "Well, if I do this, then I'll get the like like." It basically comes down to 
if I kill myself, I'll get the attention that I'm craving from my parents, from my friends. Um, it's it, it is it, it's it isn't always about I'm hurting inside and I want to end it. It's always I want to show the world, you know that you know what I it, no I it's, totally it's, I absolutely it's, 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 it's like for attention and but unfortunately I feel like after that show came out, the amount of children that I um, in, in in my career that I've had to speak to about suicide. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but at eight and nine. I wasn't thinking about that. I don't know if you agree and, from your work. I think it because of the show, it's become instead of a thought, it's become an option. It's become an option as I mean and like it used to be I'm sad and you try to find a person to like speak to or like a coping kind of skill or mechanism, but now now it's trendy to just say I want to kill myself and have that be an option because even saying I want to kill myself that you know it, it it it's it's a statement it tells everybody i want you to pay attention to me gotcha. so that it becomes this, you know I, I i don't know it's 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 a it's a heavy conversation well and then, it's it's my day off i'm not working so, <laughs> where, do you, like, where do you like draw the line though when it comes to stuff like that i mean because like you know you i mean this is going to be totally different but you can make a movie about a serial killer and someone can say that it glorifies that kind of violence and someone will see that and like want to do that. So like, where do you I like, think, because I think parents have more control over taking a kid to a movie as opposed to watching a show on Netflix. Netflix is so open to everybody that you can just come home when you're by yourself. Just, but it, you can't block certain shows on Netflix, I think. So you can just like, well, okay, you, you come home a, and a kid's profile. They can, but you can do some stuff. But, but when you you're like 14, 15 years old, right. you're going to be like, okay, let me watch this show. And then it glorified suicide in the first season. And now where I wanted to get to on the second season, it glorified school shootings. I, I'm just, I'm upset because if you look at the news now, how, like how many, like in just in the week, this week that just passed, yeah. we have, we have two like kind of important people or, or I say yeah, important, important, but it, it's, it's subjective, but, but like like all, all these are people who are are successful you know and and uh, I, I don't know I, I guess i'm just trying to articulate this like like, well, yeah, it, like it's, it's become popular to just choose suicide See, as an option it, it seems like the end thing and, and and i mean and the real solution to this is trying to find the coping skills and trying to find a person to speak to and trying to you know and, and trying to do all that but in, instead it's just I don't know. Uh, well, did you hear what the Netflix programming president said? No, about what did he say? A- a- after it got renewed, and then like they were bringing up the controversies surrounding the show or whatever, they, he was like, we are aware that it's a controversial show. We are aware that it has heavy subject matter. We're also aware that some people don't think it should be made, but you also don't have to watch it. And that's kind of where he left it. I agree. Right. It was, I agree. And, that, and, and that's how very, I like, feel like... Kinda, like. Some people thought it was like a flippant kind of remark. Yeah. But it is true. Like, if you no, don't like, if absolutely. you think it's a problem with it, you don't have to watch it. I agree with you. Right. But at the same time, like, like a lot of the people who watch the show are children. And right. these kids so gonna, are easily impressionable. Too. So, like, the, they don't release, like, uh, rating, ratings like TV shows do. Mm. Yeah. But Nielsen can track, like, at least the first week of who's watching it. And the show skewed, like, incredibly young like mm. the primary audience was under 18 makes sense now i mean uh, something with like a show like this so too is that you might see like it may also be a good opportunity because these things you know you can't stop the show from happening in the sense because it's not real to hide and bury things and i don't think it's it's realistic nor is it a good thing to like try to bury something like this and not tell the story because mm. many people 
do have this story and do have these things. But I think it's also like they, and I know I'm sure that they're very careful about how, like when they're in the writer's room, how they're going to convey this and how they're going to put this out there. And I mean, one thing that you can say that's good coming from the show is that it's also opening lines of communication. Maybe if parents are watching it with their kids or maybe they're watching it and then their kids are watching it, but then they sort of have a discussion. Now that's not all parents at all because half the time people don't. And while this is all serious stuff, as an actual show, it's, not good. <laughs> it's just not so a I good guess. show. Well, I mean, I can't. Good? I can't judge season two. I, li- I did season like two. Hold on. Season one is but okay. Is it not good because it's not really being geared for someone your age. No, I just don't think it's like. I I think someone. Like, so it's the that, like, I'm going to I'm going to throw out the last scene of the show for this season. So and spoiler it, the, spoiler for anyone that hasn't watched it that cares to watch it. So the season ends. Um, the guy that ends in season one mm-hmm. that you kind of know that he's planning to shoot up the school. The season kind of low key revolves around him, mm. and then he goes to this like school at the end. He gets kicked, I think I think he gets expelled, and he goes to like away for like a few months. Comes back, and no one wants to be friends with him anymore. And he's in the bathroom, and he gets sodomized in the bathroom by like these football players or baseball players, I believe. So he's like, "I'm fucking done. Like he, I'm done." So he gets his shot, his 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 AK. And he's going to shoot up the school gym. So the season ends with the main character. He comes out and he tries to stop him. Realistically speaking, if that guy, the, the kid had that intention, is he really going to stop for this, this guy? So the season ends with him not shooting up the school and escaping. And that's how the season ends. I mean, I... I so, like, to me, it's like, yes, it left it open for season three, but what can of worms that it really just opened up by doing that now really the book is only season one there this is all just them i like the fact that that it's addressing that kids go through anxiety and depression and they go through things in their life and and, and, you know i i I like that part that they kind of acknowledge that that although they're young they still experience like all the range of, of 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 emotions that we do as adults but it's Ha- it, it it it's it's trying to to have you know like have have suicide or or killing somebody as an option as instead of other other options, options. that yeah, are no, more i agree. Right, i, th- I think this next season will be its last i don't know if you agree yeah too. i don't I, I don't know if you can milk that as much i mean i i kind of the only doubt i had about them renewing it was that it wasn't critically well received this season compared to season 1 like season one has an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, season yeah, two has twenty six percent. Twenty six percent, right? Yeah. yeah. And I kinda thought that would kinda influence them, but I think once they got the numbers from how many people actually watched season two, that changed dramatically. A lot yeah, I, yeah. So it's still a popular show, it still makes money for them. I mean, it, it makes sense from a business standpoint to renew it. I just don't see where you can go, like how much could happen in one school. I I fought yeah. a lot of people on Facebook about this get that I cuz I'm like when I posted that this G posted it for the site and then I, I when I shared it on my page it just put gross. And then <laughs> um I got into like back and forth with a few people because they love the show and then when I threw my points on it they're like, "Oh, okay." But that's also casual watchers that really don't really It's, it's I kind of think it has em- a heavy focus because like mm-hmm. I remember like you'd watch like um 
let's say Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? And they had like, God, what was the episode? Was it Doyle? Is it Doyle? No. That's G, not me. So whatever. whatever. Remember there was a character that was going to shoot up the school. Wasn't that during the whole like Hellmouth storyline? No, no, no. What am I thinking of? It was the season finale. It was the season finale season three when the school was destroyed. But it was around the same well, there, time well, as there Columbine. Two, there's two. There's two different controversial things in season three. There's that where they destroy the high school at the end of the season. They delayed that episode because right. of Columbine. Columbine. And then they delayed an earlier episode called Earshot, where she could hear people's thoughts. And one of the thoughts she heard was someone yes. saying we're going to kill, like shoot up the school. So like, I find like like an episode like a Buffy, or like there were a lot of like even like just teen shows in general that always had some sort of like school shooting episode or some school and like that I guess you know that still brought light to the issues remember and, like, the, the family things, matters one because yeah I oh, never forget yeah. that <laughs> what I, I've never forgotten that so, episode. yeah there was always like that very special that episode special episode, episode. <laughs> so I feel like when you touch upon those issues there in that little bubble let's say and then it sort of gets resolved like okay fine I mean they didn't do you know, they did their best with what they could at the time, also with what they were allowed to put out yeah. there. Netflix isn't also, like, regulated the same way that, you know, because what you can put on Netflix is you can do whatever you, you want HBO, for the most part on Netflix. Um, so I find that it's not as heavy intensive, but you still got some kind of a lesson from it. I mean, I guess I never forgot. I'm never or gonna... even, like, when this guy got shot in Fresh Prince. Well, that was just don't go to the ATM at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's just common sense. Yeah, yeah that's just common sense. <laughs> but it was still intense. <laughs> All right, so oh, and uh, last last little bit of news. This one's just for Jen. Uh, they are making Legally Blonde three. That's happening. That's for sure. terrible news. Terrible news. Well, I, I, um, I, I think, think you're gonna forget I, I, the I, second I'm in the one. Middle actually, line, right? Because I like the first one. The first one's funny. Yeah. Uh, I didn't is. like the second one at all. Yeah, like, no, the what? second one was not good at all. Um, but I think I think from what I'm hearing is that, like, the third one is going to sort of just go back to, like, I think they're going to kind of forget that second one, and they're going to go back to what the first one was. Reese Witherspoon seems to be, like, having a lot of fun in this stage of her career. Like, she's, like, doing stuff that, like, I think once, I would, she would do. Once she won an Oscar, she's just like, I'm just going to have fun. She's like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to produce my own shows. I'm going to, like, do, like, like, she seems like she's just having fun instead of doing, like, real serious stuff all the time. Like, which, which is, is kind of nice to see. Like, it reminds me of Nicole Kidman, who I think is kind of having more fun in her career now than she probably did back in the day. Oh, and then time, one, yeah. one last bit of uh, casting news that you didn't mention, G. Al Pacino is going to be in Tarantino's new film. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. That's that a whole huge is, one. That whole cast is ridiculous. And <laughs> I think him and, him and Leo are going to have a lot of time together on screen because he's playing Leo's Yeah, agent. he plays who does he play? Leo's yeah, that's agent. A lot, that's a lot of money oh. on. There's so much money in that cast. <laughs> well, that's this year or next year? Next year. Oh, so I think that might be the. Leo's agent. I know it's really, really early, but that might be the front runner next year for the Oscar. Like with everything, yeah, everyone that's going to be in. Yeah, for sure. That cast is like stacked. So moving on to what we saw this week, uh, Jen and I saw the Mister Rogers documentary, and it was so good. It kind of it was Lou. I was say, what did the documentary like revolve around? His life and the sh- not just the show. So it's about his life, the show, what he was doing before the show, what led him to create the show. Okay. Um, they made a joke about the production, the everything that was that you shouldn't do on a TV show. He did production value was like the min- as minimal as possible, and it shows uh a lot of the rumors that were going on about him. Okay. And how he felt about the ever changing world, like he, despite him trying to. 
be there for kids and trying to be a good role model for kids, it, he felt towards the end of his like he really didn't make a difference because by that by the time he died, you got that? Yeah, I think so. Then oh, they talked I didn't about it. That. They talked about it too. Like he was, he felt like, did I really make a difference towards the end of the documentary? Oh, I After, didn't get that at all. Well, I mean, I mean, they talked about it. Well, how I mean, he, that's how, how you felt. Well, how do we feel, right? Like us, all, all, I'm, I'm sure all of us all saw his show. I don't know. I, I don't point. think we were watching the same documentary. No, we were, but I didn't get that at all. One, one of the, one I of the women they on were it, like asking, right? But I don't and think he, he would talk. Didn't... His wife said it that he talked. No, he I about think her. he just had the self doubt. Are you talking about when he wrote that letter to himself? Yeah, like, am oh, I well, really? He... Well, that letter really came about when he he had left. He had paused the show after what five hundred episodes for syndication, yeah. and he wanted to try to branch out and do a few other things. So he started a new series briefly, where he it only lasted twenty episodes, where he was interviewing adults and things like he went into a prison once to interview like different things and really listen to these people. So he sort of had like a, like an Oprah type of style without being like a talk show, but just talking one-on-one interviews. But then Superman came out in 1978, right? And kids were killing them. And there was a kid that jumped off a building with a, with a cape thinking he could fly like Superman. And he got really upset about that. And he's like, where are the adults watching their kids, telling them that this isn't, like, real and being there for him. So then in this letter that he wrote himself, he, like, he was deciding whether he should go back to the show and what he should. And actually, I think one of the first episodes that he came back the first to was, a, was like, a Superman one. episode Surge? To, to explain it. I and mean, he had all this self-doubt, like, yeah. could he really recreate this again and could he really do it? I mean, it seems stuff. like an isolated incident, right? Uh, the kid, no, it was multiples. The, it was, it yeah. was yeah, a yeah, lot of kids. Yeah, there were a lot of kids they because about they weren't. The a lot of people. There was around the time the, the, the movie came out, uh, 1978. Because so, the reason uh, why he actually of... created the show was because he was seeing that the only thing on TV was, like, slapstick comedy and people mm. throwing pies in their face, like, all this sort of, like, violence, but nobody was really learning anything from it, and these kids are just seeing, like, all these images. It's crazy how, like, it's almost the same thing as that one show that we were just talking about, about, yeah. the, about the kid who, who, who kills herself. It's kind of, like, the same thing. It's, like, it's, like... It, all the kids are seeing this show and they're being easily influenced and, and, and the parents aren't really there to explain to them like, hey, like th- th- it doesn't have to be this way. Like, yeah. You know? Right. And, um, well, they also um, it's funny because what they showed is like right in the first week, he addresses like serious issues. And I don't want to spoil too much on what they talk about, but like one that I do want to bring up. There's an episode in 19, I think, 60, a few months in 1968 uh, with the balloon. Yeah. So. Uh, Daniel is one of the characters in in the make believe world, and he has a balloon for one of them. Little striped tiger a little, puppet. A little striped tiger puppet. So, she he asked a human to can you blow up this balloon? And me and Jenna are like, where is this going? And all of a sudden, after he asks, oh, can you tell me what does assassination mean? And it goes back to Bobby Kennedy getting killed. And that and, episode was only like two days after he was assassinated. So it touches on. It shows that the show touched on a lot of serious topics. I mean, it seems like he was like invested in like educating yeah. kids. And, I mean, like, he even like in real he life. went to um, I think was it? Those, I forgot what university it was. No, well, he did. He actually advocated for PBS, which was interesting because I had never known that. But 
Um, no, he like worked with a child psychologist to like see like what more stuff like they could bring into the show. And and, you know, his whole thing was that like adults aren't listening to kids and like they're not considering that they all have the same feelings that we do. But, it you know, no one is showing them how to feel like there was an episode where like saying where he's saying like it's OK to be angry but like he made it into a song so you could, you know, like you could feel it. He's like, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel this way. Um, you know, feel it and then like let it go, you know, like things like that. So he was really like, he was always kind of upset that like adults weren't really taking and kids. There, and there was a moment seriously. in the documentary where Jem was like, ugh. You know oh. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, but are you going to say it? No, I'll, I'll mention it. Yeah. So obviously they talk about people that, didn't like him there was they talked about on fox news that mr rogers led to like the entitlement, entitlement culture he was the reason of the entitlement of today culture that of like saying children. that your feelings matter and that like oh, you can be anything and you can do anything and you can whatever so they were arguing that like it's all his fault like get the fuck out of here it was me and jen looked at each other like the entitlement thing actually really comes from like baby boomers but that's like a whole other story if anyone's interested you should read generation me uh i think it's by gene twenge it's a really fantastic book um i highly recommend it um it not only covers like millennials but it also covers like baby boomers and how we sort of got to this way like baby boomers um you know we're told you need to be a doctor you need to be a lawyer you need to be in these structured fields and then you know they did that but then like our generation like millennials even though like we're really i guess the latest generation is gen z but like Really, it talks about like how, you know, the baby boomers then turned into what Gen Y, I think it is. And then like there's they were like, gens. you can you can dream and you can be anything <laughs> and you could do whatever. But then there's also these expectations that fall short because no one tells you about like the struggle and like all of these like the way the real world is, sort of speak. Uh, and I find that like when you graduate from college nowadays or at least after 2008 when the bubble burst. Uh, it's been very difficult to find a like steady employment or to, when you first were looking for a job and like all these things. But well, anyway, if, if so, you ask a kid today, like, you know, like, generation, me. if they want to like, if you ask a kid, like, like I remember as a kid, like after I grew up, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. I want to be, a, 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 you know, like yeah. now, now if you ask kids, all they want to do is be famous yeah. or rich. And this book talks about that. It's a really good book. I highly recommend it. I'll put a link on on our episode. So on a more lighter note, we've been very somber this this episode. But Mr. Rogers, well, there's real world issues. Well, can I say like uh, it's interesting what what shows you gravitate towards when you're younger. I like it's hearing you guys talk about like I'm interested in the documentary just because it sounds interesting. But I didn't really watch that show when (gasps) I was. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that. I didn't, it was I, like I, was, it was, it was, I don't know if it was, was like really if it was because it was like too wholesome or it seemed boring to me when I was a kid. But like, I never really got it, into it when I, I was, was younger. It yeah. is very slow paced, though. It I is. Guess. No, it is. I mean, I only watched it whenever it was on. Like, if I was at my grandmother's house because there wasn't cable, yeah, so it was, it was like mellow. on PBS or something, then I'd watch it. I watched it, in but daycare. I wasn't like a hardcore. I and watched, my mom watched it. I watched it in daycare and after at home. Sesame Street or right before Sesame. I think Street, it was after because okay. Sesame Street started in the morning, and then I think at ten a.m. was Mr. Yeah, so, Rogers. Oh my god! So. Actually, so what they touch upon in the documentary too Cuban is that he five. advocated. For PBS because Richard Nixon wanted to cut the funding. You know, Lyndon Johnson 
gave the funding originally to create PBS. Let's not spoil what happens. No, no, no. And then Ooh, like spoil he went in history. And yeah, man. He, Some people had, I didn't even know about this. The funding, and then he advocated it for it, and he's the one that actually changed the guy's mind, and they kept it. Yeah, it was a. It was, a it, good, was really, it was a really, really moment in the film. Really great. So I, I, scene. it's a great film. I highly recommend you guys watch it. It's might be. I mean, I, I haven't seen that many docs, but I think it might be the front runner for. There's definitely the a lot of takeaways from it. Yeah, and it's very short. It's only ninety minutes. Yeah, it's not so it's not long. not too long at all. Uh, the other movies we saw uh, was Hereditary, which is uh, we saw Ocean's Eight. Well, we can leave that one for last. Uh, hereditary because wow. it's the women. Because it's women. <laughs> well, no, that's fine. We can talk about hereditary because it's female led. Hereditary is good. I, I when G, you kind of scared me because you like, oh, it's very divisive. It's like mother, and I'm like, oh man, I got to deal with gender. Well, no, it's well, not I mother. I'm divisive. I'm divisive between like the casual moviegoer and because I, I, there were some people that came to the restaurant last night after seeing it and they didn't like it at all, and I had to like keep my mouth shut because I was like, oh, I enjoyed it, and they were like, oh. Why? And they like got really upset. Like they were about to get like feisty. I can totally, <laughs> I can totally see why. I, we can't get too into spoilers because Serge and Lou haven't seen it. But it was not Mother. So whoever is like even comparing it anywhere near that, it was not Mother. I liked it. Well, it's not like it's not like a typical. No, it's not a typical horror, horror movie. No. I think. Well, like, no, it's, it's not hard. I think. And and right now, G mentioned yesterday when we were texting that on the cinema score for it is D plus. Wow. Diaz and David, and I think the reason for it because that's casual moviegoers are the one that usually okay. grade those. But then I asked him, like, I bet you the Bye Bye Man is an A plus. But then he goes on, he he couldn't find it. But then G's like, oh well, Truth or Dare is a B, B minus. Oh Jesus! So it kind of shows the disconnect. And I I mentioned this last year. There's such a disconnect from casual moviegoers to actual and films nowadays. And be, when a movie makes you think, people, casual moviegoers are gonna hate it. You know what I mean? Like. And with this movie, it's fucking thought-provoking. Like, you will fucking leave it like, the fuck did I just see? Because a lot of people, they'll go into the movies as, like, a form of, of like... Of, of like Escape. A, a distraction. Yeah. An escape. And, and, like, other people, they go for art. For, it's for, you know, to, to, like... I don't know. I, I guess everybody has their own... Kinda, has their own, you know. Their own I mean, it's like, it is like an art house horror film that they managed to you know give a kind of wide release to and kind of sell it to a mainstream audience i mean i kind of get i mean like if you were just to base it on the trailers it looks like a true horror film but like what you're getting is not really a true horror film but there are horror elements but like they're it's not exactly what they're selling which i kind of get if you were expecting something else yeah but when it's but when i don't know if you agree g and jen but when it's creepy, it's fucking creepy. Oh yeah, like when the atmosphere, the atmosphere of the movie to me the whole time was completely on point. The, and the score like, was phenomenal. The score was great too, yeah. And it doesn't. And Tony Collette is awesome. Yeah, Tony Collette. I think she. I was I was joking with G. I think if Danny Kaluuya can get an Oscar nomination for Get Out, Tony Collette is like in because yeah, that performance sure. is it's phenomenal. Amazing. She. Like, is, I was, when I was scrolling through her filmography. She's done so many different things. Like she can play like anything. Like she has done like you know, just comedies and dramas. Like she's been in horror films. She's been like she's done like a ton of different stuff. Like she's just really diverse actress. For sure. So guys, watch Hereditary if you want something different. I'm gonna see it like after this podcast. Good. I'm go watch it. And then finally, the last release of the day. I guess we have to talk about it. Uh, 
Yeah, do we it's have the to? number one movie in America, guys? Um, Ocean's <laughs> Eight. Is it really? Yeah, of course it was going to yeah, be number one. Let me, uh, so, let me so throw excited. out the box office facts real quick. So it opened at number one, $41.5 million. It's the biggest opening of the whole franchise, not accounting for inflation, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait, but you know that's the, all but the other oceans. With, yeah, they all open in like the 30s. Yes, ladies. Yeah, they're all yes. like the highest. One, the, the just highest remember, one. just remember that tickets are much more expensive yeah, than yeah, the no, time. Yeah, I, I said I did say when the other ones came out. That's okay. But is it good? Uh, so the highest, the highest opening before this one was for Ocean's 12. It was 39 million, and then uh, the first one was 38.1, and then the 13 was 36. So, uh, Sir just asked, "Is yeah. it good?" So I'm kind of with G. It's G gave it a three out of four. It's fun. I have a few issues with it in terms of without this is any spoiler results. Um, Some of the narrative. The narrative was a little poor for me. You kind of in the original oceans, the the George Clooney one, you kind of get to know everybody. But with this one, you just kind of meet them once and then that's it. You don't get any more development for mostly any of them. I think. I agree to this to an extent. I think you only really get a little bit more. De- you only get development from the two main characters, which are and really, I don't even know how much development you got from Kate. Like how much you really got from Kate Blanchett's character, but definitely Sandra Bullock. You you got good, but everybody else, I you only see like you know sparingly. Like you see them, but it's not enough to know about their background. And I wanted more from that, especially like Mindy Kaling's character, just because I love her. So like. I wanted a little bit more from that, um, but you know, it is what it yeah, is. I thought, yeah, I thought she was the most underused of the bunch. Yeah, I, like I don't know, like even just like I don't know, Rihanna got her like star moments. There, she get the movie gets her but, real because she wasn't overused. Rihanna, and I wanted to see Sarah God. Paulson a little more too, but just yeah, because that, I like Sarah true. Paulson. Well, my, my thing about Sarah Paulson, I was just happy to see her in something where she wasn't crying or sad or <laughs> yeah, anything that that's true. No, no, anything that she does with Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy always has her, like, she's either terrified or upset yeah. or she's traumatized. And to actually see her having fun in something was, like, nice. I know it wasn't, like, a hard part for her, but it was just a nice change of pace to see her having fun. And then the other issue... So I, I agree. I wish I would have seen a few of them more. The other issue I have, not spoilery, is that I feel like, outside, unlike the men's versions of it, I think things came a little too easy, if you know what I mean. I don't want to get too Although into Although women tend to be a little smarter at times. <laughs> Well, so. we were talking. I, 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 mean, I, brought up, I brought that up in the review, no, right? But... Where it, I felt like it was it, everything happened kind of easy. Yeah. But then we watched Ocean's Eleven again, and it. I never got the impression that they weren't going to pull. Like there, I, there wasn't like a ton of tension with the actual heist. And then same thing with like the Italian job. Like watching that, I'm like, that, like kind of. I know, well, but no, I also saying, think like she had a lot of time in jail to think well, about like her plot. So it's she okay. had like five years to really think about this plot. So I feel like she countered. She got all those little kinks out, sort of thing. Anything could have gone I wrong. Mean, of course, you know how the, all the oceans have a little twist at the end. But obviously. The, I did like the know. twist in this. Is is this like a yay we're girls girl power film? No, or is it I, like or is no, it like no, genuinely no. good? No, 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 no. They, take, they don't really like. Touch they take on one no. little shot, but that's about they it. They take one little shot, and I actually like. There was one particular line about like uh, you're, when they're t- when she's like talking about you're not doing this for me, you're not you know. You're not doing this for yourselves. You're doing this for that one little girl who's like dreaming of being the criminal. Like there's like there's like jokes and stuff like that, but yeah. they, they don't hit you over the head with like no, no, not at all. Because I find like a lot of TV sometimes, or even like like I think I said this in another episode. I went to see that Donna Summer musical, and they sort of throw out things that are very like 
of today, not back then. So it was very like out of place, but it was, it also would get like a good thing from the crowd. Like, yeah, women are like, whatever. This wasn't like that. Like, this is just, it's the story. This isn't like throwing shit in your face where you're like, Oh, here we go again. Or here, me too again. You know, where you're getting like, Oh, okay. Like you're tired. It just felt like like a movie. Yeah. It's just a movie. Uh, I will say that I think Anne Hathaway stole the show from me, though. She was Anne hilarious. Hathaway. Yeah, she was. Anne Hathaway was really very funny. funny, and like it's so funny too because I mentioned in the review that like she gets a lot of crap in real life because people think she takes herself too seriously, and I kind of get the impression now that she doesn't. Like, I, it seems like she is very much in on. I think this is the most fun yeah. she's had since like probably the Devil Wars Prada. Yeah, I think so, and then and that was the reason she said she decided to do it. She said she wanted to have fun. And, like, you know, that was the kind of what they sold them on. Like, Sandra Bullock sold them all on, like, we're going to have fun and we're going to show that we can all get this done. And I think they did. I mean, I think that it turned out, I, I think it's more, I know it's weird to compare the Ghostbusters thing to this, but I think this did a better job of, like, separating itself. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I totally agree. All the, and, I, and I mentioned, little spoilery, there are cameos, but I kind of thought the cameos worked really well. I don't know. I yeah. think they did, too. They weren't like, oh, you know. Like now I hope well. I mean G joked about it, but if it happens, it's going to be a big, bu- big budget movie. Uh, I think we need to get every limb together for yeah, an, Ocean's for an Ocean's Seven for an Ocean's <laughs> Ocean's Nineteen. Would it be Ocean's Nineteen? That would be fun. But yeah, I think that that budget would be astronomical. The problem yeah. the problem with that is that it wouldn't make its money back because I don't think this movie would make a hundred million dollars <laughs> on opening weekend to make its money back. This would be like a hundred and fifty, hundred sixty million dollar budget. If they were to yeah, get I mean, I was surprised they, the budget on this one was seventy million, which is kind of low for like a big studio movie. But I guess like you only you're only really paying Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett like the top money, and then yeah. everyone else kind of maybe Anne Hathaway too because she has an Oscar as well. But and I will also say, look at Sandra Bullock's like face from her nose down doesn't move, does not move. <laughs> She has no she looks, emotions there. How does she she talk? looks great for she looks great for fifty three, man. Yeah, but that's not the real fifty three. Uh, that Botox. That's the Botox no, but it's like, and the it's surgery. A, it's a fifty three. You wouldn't kick out of bed. Though. I love her, <laughs> but like her whole. I was watching it on screen, and I guess you could see her face looks super tight, and like it doesn't move when she's talking. And I was like looking at it, and I was I know like, so. damn, man. I know some critics wanted more like typical Sandra Bullock comedy from her, and this so that was some pretty. of the reviews. So like, I feel like she didn't really need yeah. to do all that work. But, but like, she was supposed to be the cool one, so like, she I, wasn't supposed to be like the, uh, you know, her typical. Gee, like, you Sandra said, yeah. gee, you said the budget was seventy. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna make its money back though. It may be uh, because it's gonna take a big drop next week. With well, a, it made forty one million dollars this weekend. It like it'll make a hundred million dollars. It, it's still it's still skewed like did you, it skewed heavily towards women. Oh yeah, they said of that uh, they said that the exit polls for the original Ocean's Eleven opening weekend was fifty five percent female. This one was seventy percent female. Yeah, and seventy percent of the people were twenty five and older. So it skewed like a lot older than most movies. I think it's like a different audience though. Like I know Incredibles and stuff is coming, but. Counting in like overseas, like this is the kind of movie that will do well. Overseas. Well, yeah, I'm not thinking about overseas. You're right. So yeah, yeah you're, it'll I think, make its like, money I think back. Overall, it's gonna make a lot of its money back. And I found it fun because like I, you know, New York City, recognizing everything, and plus I follow the Met Gala, so like I know all that. And I was like, oh, Anna Wintour, like I know all about it. Like I was telling 
David about it as like the movie was going because he's asking me, oh, is this real? And I'm like, yeah, that's real. Like it's a real exhibit. They filmed it there last year. It's so like all this stuff. It is the Oscars of the East Coast, people. (laughs) But not as good. If you are anybody, you want that invite. So if they they do an Ocean's Nine, uh, what girl, what celebrity girl would you throw into that mix? That would be good. I don't know, That's because a... I think it wrapped up very nicely, so it's hard to see. I hate, oh, well, I did hate the ending for a reason that oh, we can't talk about. you know who would probably be in it if there's, like, a cameo like that? Cardi B. Because she's- Oh, yeah, my but she's, God. Yeah, but Get she's, off her nut. She's my that, no, 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 no like, but she's the hot they, ticket right now. Like and she did go to I mean, this year's Met Gala. Oh, <laughs> hot garbage. I wouldn't you know, be surprised. You know I, I would just deal with Jen like on that, but no. <laughs> no. No, I'm not saying she's the best choice, but I'm saying the no, one that... I, that would you know who I could see doing it, honestly, like in the larger role, though? I could see them convincing Jennifer Lawrence to do it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think she would draw the or same Emma way Stone. with that. Not in this or particular... Emma Stone. Or Emma Stone. Emma Stone would be a good one. I, I think Emma Stone would be a good Emma one. Emma Stone, I think, would be my better choice. she does comedy well. She does really, comedy yeah, really well. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, I don't think would... Emma has Jennifer Lawrence ever been in a comedy? Because Silver Linus Playbook, I guess it's a dramedy. I don't yeah, think she's yeah, ever done a comedy. Funny. She has funny moments in it, though. Yeah, but yeah she hasn't done a full-fledged like comedy. I think I'm, for a draw like this, I would I think say I'm Emma over I think I'm Well, you know who draw. else hasn't done a full-fledged comedy? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, unless you count Growing Pains. Yeah, he's never done a comedy. That's a good like, point. He's never, like, you'll well, never see him. Like, a I don't know no, no, The Wolf Leo of Wall is. Street. The Wolf of Wall Street is a comedy. I mean, I guess. Oh, I mean, like a like a you know traditional, like, he won't pop up in something like Neighbors. No, no, no. <laughs> I, oh my! Imagine, well, neighbors not, is good. imagine neighbors him and neighbors. Uh, Jesus Christ! Leo plays the I'd Zac Efron character. No, he plays Zac Efron's <laughs> father. <laughs> All right, I'd so so moving on. There's a lot, lot, lot of trailers that dropped this week. So we're gonna go through some of them and just give our little now, take uh, on them. In order of like best worst or how? No, we I'm just gonna go through them. <laughs> But we're going to leave what I think is the best one for last. I think we can all agree on what it will be, and we'll go from there. Uh, so the first up was probably my most surprising one was the Bumblebee trailer because I actually yeah. dug it. It felt like a coming-of-age story instead of, like, the cliche Michael Bayness. I feel like the Michael Bayness of the movie is eliminated. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. No, I agree. I got the same impression. I wasn't excited to watch it. It actually came out, like, Late, uh, well, a little after midnight my time, so I just watched it online when it dropped, and I was expecting like a train wreck, and I was surprised by how like it seemed like the human element is more important in this one than the other movies that have come out so far. Michael Bay is producing though, but it's okay. Producing, oh, as long as he's he, not in the director's yeah, chair. Yeah, he's not in the director's <laughs> chair. I don't give a shit. I don't know, man. I you know I'm I'm not convinced. I. Looks good, man. I I, I've been scarred by Transformer movies. You've been scarred by several Transformer movies. I mean, they've been they've been they've struck out since the first one. I think. I feel like it's like an abusive relationship. I keep going back, knowing that the, that the movie see, sucks. So since you went back, did you see the last one? It was horrible, it was so bad. dude. It's pretty bad. I'm like a battered. You know spouse. what the problem I is with the Mark, going like, back. Mark, I'm like Mark Wahlberg. Do you have like a house to build or something? Why do you keep doing? He does movies? okay. <laughs> um, I think the problem too. I don't know if you agree. What since, is it? What does he do? He's gonna build a house, okay? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the problem with the Transformers movies too, because I've been, I'm like, like you said, I just keep going back. There, if they would just be like an hour forty five minutes, 
I think they would be a little better well received. But they go three hours every yeah, that's the fucking problem, time. Dude. Michael Michael Bay thinks he's making something epic and great. I think that's the problem. Like he doesn't like want to cut anything. He thinks he's making like the second coming, and it's not. Like each one just gets worse. And I mean, worse. He, he knows who his audience is. Yeah, you know. No, no, he knows. I mean, he likes to blow shit up. I get it. Yeah. Lou, what do you what do you think? Uh, that last one was atrocious. I reviewed it. It was terrible. No, I thought about the trailer. I'm, I'll, I'll get to oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about the Bumblebee trailer. I was like, it was atrocious. I was like, damn. Feels very intense <laughs> about the, this. The last one definitely left a bad taste in my mouth, but this new Bumblebee trailer kind of... You know what I noticed? And Jen might give me a high five for this. No, she won't. Michael Bay always objectifies his women in the trailers even. You didn't see that here at all. I didn't see it. I don't think I actually I didn't I was going to say I didn't see it yet but I don't think so because I think it's it's just a different kind of movie So do we well, do we really like, Stanfield is like too young to be a Jack Do we know do well, we know who John really. Cena's playing 18. guys He looks like some military uh like a military Cuz I I thought he was a lead so I thought I thought he was going to be her dad or something That's what I thought too like, He's in the trailer Yeah you didn't miss yeah, he's yeah. like it's he's like, like he's like, a, like he's a not second. in a lot. Though. He's not in it a lot. Oh my god, I can yeah. make a joke. I, you can't I, see I, him. I can't see him. Well done, Ooh. Serge. Well done. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I thought he was supposed to be a, a more major role. But I mean, I'm down. I'm gonna watch it. I mean, if no, I've I seen think, the I other think garbage, probably have a big part. maybe it'll be similar to like what Josh Duhamel did in like the first one. Yeah, you know what I noticed? The release date is December. It's guaranteed to make some money. It's gonna make money. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably gonna and there's no Star Wars to stop it this year. So fools. They're probably so happy that uh, Han Solo didn't decide to release in December. <laughs> For sure. All right. The next one up that we saw is the Wreck-It Ralph trailer. That was dope. That cool. was hilarious. The, all it the stuff funny. with the Disney princesses had me dying. Oh, yeah. Did you guys like the first one? Have you seen it? Or I've seen it. it. I loved it. it. Cool. It's really, really yeah. funny. I've noticed a lot of like ad placement in this trailer, like Google. and. The, I think yeah, they're about breaking the fourth wall. I mean, yeah. it, but they got it, Google. But it they got of, eBay in there. But it's appropriate because it's the so, internet. Right? Yeah. If there was no Incredibles two coming out, would this be the most anticipated animated, animated release? This Absolutely. Year? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And after the reviews of the Incredibles started coming out, I think the hype is even more. Oh it, yeah. It, they said it's, it's, it's top good. tier Pixar. It's better than the first. Yeah. It's one. gonna oh, wow. it's gonna have the biggest animated opening of all time. Yeah. For so sure. Good for them. Really? Sure. You think yeah. so? Okay. No, it's like projected. Oh, it definitely, definitely. There's yeah, like all, there's like fourteen years of pent up anticipation. And the fact that like the fact that this movie came out fourteen years later and it's getting such great reviews, I think it's a good thing. Like the fact that like I usually don't like seeing like kid movies in the theater, but I kind of think that the audience will be like mostly my age. Mm-hmm. Like when I go see it, there's gonna be a lot of adults. Like I said about there. the first one, it's the greatest Fantastic Four fantastic movie I've ever got. Four, yeah. <laughs> so, I was about to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to like gauge what time I go see it because I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna aim for Saturday morning. That's a that's a good Ooh, time. That's when all the kids a, will be there. If there are some. No, I'm, I'm going with like my a, kid, but well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah his no, you have a kid. I forgot. I, forgot. <laughs> I like a rowdy I'll crowd. Ne- I'll never forget the Coco screening last year. They put that uh, Frozen short, yeah. and it was like was thirty. It was thirty minutes long, <laughs> and you know, kids' attention span is not there for mm-hmm. very long. By an hour and forty minutes with the 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 Frozen, we still had like forty five minutes left in the movie. Wow. Kids were sprinting Kids up and down, running around the theater, fucking screaming, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" So I'm gonna gauge what time we go see The Incredibles because I want. Well, I hope they learn their lesson. They won't like do that. They're gonna they go to a two a.m. screening. Imagine I'll be like, right? <laughs> Ain't no there. kids in here today. Oh man, I just can't have too many kids at these screenings. It's so, oh, no, so the bad. They're so annoying. And I'm, I love kids, but like not while watching movies. 
So it's like really Ooh. it gets really aggravating. All right, next trailer up is I know G said that Fincher's not directing it, but the girl in the spider's web. Uh, yeah, that's why. That's why I don't care. Who is directing <laughs> it, it? Who is directing it? Uh, uh, Fede Alvarez. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He directed Don't Breathe. Uh, shot. I think. Oh, I we, like can, Don't Breathe a lot. Can we get? Yeah, he a, also directed. Uh, he directed the Evil Dead remake too. Can we get a the nerve? Lou hasn't seen the girl with the dragon tattoo. <gasps> the nerve. Yeah, I, have I haven't either, so don't worry. <gasps> oh, <laughs> why haven't you? What? No, I, sh- I got you. I got you, G. I got you. No, we're watching Mamma Mia after this. It's been like five Mama weeks Mama. I've trying to watch Mamma Mia with David. Yeah, I want to watch Mamma Mia because it comes out in July and David That's is a month yeah, from so now. So much time to watch. <sighs> the girl with the dragon tattoo is. Actually, no, I don't think Jen's going to like it. Because the girl with the dragon tattoo is not slow. It's very slow paced. It is, but. It's, it's so adventure. good. But isn't so she a good. feminist? Yeah, she's like uh, ultra, like attacking. So I, th- I think her thing is she, she attacks guys, the guys who abuse that, that other yeah. women, yeah. right? Because she herself was abused. But what do you guys think? I think, the, yeah. I think the trailer looks good. They picked the perfect scene for the trailer. Yeah. I think. I think all three of the movies already came out like in Sweden. It's like, Sweden, it's, yeah. It's like a, a Swedish film and and a, a, a series of books. But I never saw. It looks well, good. Claire, Claire, Claire Foy looks like a. Nice replacement, I guess, for that's, Rooney Mara. That's my only gripe. I wish they would have gotten Rooney Mara back. Because she like, really... like, Rooney Mara got, like, uh, she even got nominated for an Oscar for that. Like, I wonder if that is the same trajectory that this girl will take. They're leaning towards, like, what the, what, it's coming out in November. So they're going Oscar yeah, season Yeah, so it seems like so. they want to. And I mean, I have, like, I do like the director because I did like Don't Breathe and I actually like the Evil Dead remake. He did that too. Um, so he he's no David Fincher, but like I think he'll he'll do. A good I think job. he could be good. I was joking when I said like I don't care. I do. I yeah, I'm interested in seeing it. It does look decent. Uh, the fun one that we saw that I had no idea was coming out was Bad Times at the El Royale. It looks fun, man. Good. That trailer was good. Yeah, it was really really good. I had good. no idea about the movie. I had no idea that it was directed by the guy who did Cabin in the Woods. And Sur- like, and Serge loves Cabin love in the Woods. Love that movie. I love Cabin in the Woods. So good. So I mean, it it looks. I was telling when when the trailer ended, I was telling the guys, I'm like, and Jen, uh, this feels like a Tarantino film, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. Like the way it's set up, and I'm sure there's going to be some crazy twist there somewhere. Yeah, I see the uh, twist coming. Good, good cast too. Excellent cast. I think Chris Hemsworth's going to steal the show. Just seeing like the little he's in in the trailer. Yeah, it, it looks like he's kind of outside of his realm of comfort, which I like. So it's, it'll be interesting. So I'm I'm totally down for that. Jen, what do you think? I thought it looked really good. I'm actually very, really, really, really excited to see it. It comes out October 5th. So right, there's in. a lot going on in October. Jesus. The I guess to me the worst trailer we saw this week was probably the one that dropped yesterday. I was not a fan of the Predator trailer. I, well, you I'm, didn't like seeing Mega Predator. <laughs> I'm whatever. Like I was never really a big fan of the franchise. The only reason I'm I'm interested is because Shane Black's directing. I'm like, well, you're not like the, you're in like Olivia Munn. I'm, t- I'm all right with it. Is Arnold, yeah. is he going to make a cameo in his no. movie? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. He's, in the, he's currently. He's kind of sick. He's right? filming he's... Terminator. Yeah, he's doing no, Terminator he, right now. He yeah. actually is also recovering from like heart. Oh, oh and speaking of Terminator, did you guys see the first look at Sarah Connor that I posted this week? Yeah, I saw it. She looks old. I, I know, it just bothers me that all your my icons are old. <laughs> yeah, Linda Hamilton's like, uh, playing Sarah Connor again, so. Well, we all get old, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, but you know what I'm saying? But like, some, like, but some of them were like frozen in time for me. I know? get. I look at Sigourney Weaver. She or looks, have frozen. Sigourney faces. Weaver looks great. And then, man, that's another that's another swipe at Sandra Bullock. 
No, I love her, but that's why. You will like, not stop talking about America's sweetheart like that. I don't want to see her face frozen. It's okay, but we she just did. Good. And you like No, her. Serge, when you watch the movie, come back at Serge, us. Let us know. Watch her face, her lower face, and see how it does not move with, when she talks. I, it I'll, is like I'll, this. I'll, I'll keep an eye out, and I'll I'll get back to you guys. All right. Next up, we have we're going with more Oscar Oscar season for these next three. So the Widows trailer dropped. Oh, that's my favorite one. Sorry, that was awesome. <laughs> it looks good. I was saying that was my favorite, second favorite of the bunch. I, I actually think. said it looks like out of Viola's comfort, but then Jen schooled me. She's like, "What well, you don't watch? How to Get Away with Murder." Oh yeah, she's she's been talking shit up for like. Four <laughs> and then I said, like, I God, I hope she spits in this one. She's gonna, like, like when she was wearing the Jason Voorhees mask, and I'm like, oh, I'm all in. It looks like it Wait. looks like a remake, even though it's I think it's a book, or something like that. Of course, it's a book. Um, it looks like a. <laughs> I'll let you know a more polished version of that 1995's movie. Set it off. Uh, set it off is good. Set it off is terrible. It's based upon a 1983 ITV series of the same. Oh, okay, name. so it was based on something. I'm excited because it's written by Gillian go, Flynn. Yeah, it looks it good. It looks it really. Set it off is a good classic. <laughs> um, I was at first when I had first heard about it. I'm like, why is this an? Guess Oscar? who does the music there? For what? For that movie? For Widows. Well, who? Hans Zimmer. Hansi, yes. Oh, then I'm all in. Absolutely all in. I call him Hansi. Um. Yeah, when I first heard about it, I'm like, why is this supposed to be an Oscar player? And then I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, that's why. It's and directed s- by uh, the guy who did 12 Years Slave. And Serge so. mentioned that, like, he, the premise itself is I very interesting. I just think it's a cool concept, right? Like, it's like, you know, all their husbands, like, are dead. Like, are, are dead. Yeah. And now they owe back all the money. So it's like they have to kind of, like, I'm sad Liam Neeson's not going to have a lot of on screen time, it looks like. <laughs> It's kind of cool. Well, um, and then this is another example. It's a good year for it to come out. I mean, like, I'm not trying to push it too much, but, like, there's, a like, a real push for female empowerment in the industry right now, and it's, like, the timing for it is just good. Ex- this but- year, I was I was researching, like, Oscars films for the year. However, like, good good point on, like, pushing the, the female movement. There's only, I think, two female-directed films that might be in contention this year. What are your thoughts, Jen? Well, what are those films? I'd have to research them, but I forgot the names of them. But I was looking at the list of potential contenders, and when I looked at the director yeah. names, there's only two. So, well, the number doesn't surprise me. Um, but you know, I I hope. He- but see, here's the thing, though, is also like you want more female-directed stories out there, but if they're not good and they don't merit. Then they shouldn't get the nomination love, just because. I, of I agree with that that's too. What, that's I mean, that kind of goes you. back to me. So like, oh, like, Oscar, so white thing. I, like, yes. when I say okay, there's yeah. only two. Again, I'm not surprised, but I'm not saying that in a way to be like, like I don't know what the word is, but not to be like, you know, oh, I'm not surprised, you know, like whatever. But I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I'm glad merited. that at least those stories are going to get the attention that they deserve because if it's a good story, good writing good cast everything is there then it absolutely deserves a recognition a not only is, just a push because right. oh it's directed a by good a film female. is a good film it doesn't matter who directs it Bam. now yeah, I, agree. I also think studios though in general need to start looking instead of like you know we have all we all have our beloved franchises and our things and we keep replaying the same stories and we're even doing it on television a lot 
But like, look, there are original scripts everywhere. Look at them. Invest the time. Stop to the studio. Stop being so, I understand why, but stop being so risk averse. Get the old white men out of there because I feel like. Hey, I love Marty Scorsese. No, no, no. no. I don't mean directors. I mean (laughs) studio heads. I mean studio heads. Like they are very risk averse. And this is not just in movie studios. This is in magazine publishing. This is all across the board in a lot of different companies. Like you're afraid to risk it and make these stories and tell these stories yeah, across really, the board diversity money and like because they don't want to lose money and you keep using the same right. formula well, you is, keep going is, back and and this it, is what goes back to like my our conversation about is the marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. good i mean because of the mcu studios want this guaranteed money they don't want to take risks they just so worried about money coming in so i think that's Although, ain't that the original. strength of Netflix and Amazon Prime is that they do take risks I think, and it pays off? Like, I think you know, because in terms of Oscar, it's very difficult for studios that put, are f- solely focused on pushing Oscar films putting a movie on Netflix. Well, it, because it's still the early early stages I of think, like streaming. I mean, but they, you films. can still get nominations from. I mean, if you, you're a I Manchester think, by the Sea, Manchester by the Sea, but Manchester by the Sea, per, it hit Amazon. After theatrical release. Well, then no, there was a. Right. I mean, then there was also Mudbound like last year. Mudbound was the right. first. Did it get? It didn't get nominated for best picture. No, but, but, it was Mary the, Jane. but, but like, like best supporting actress and like what was another one? There was another big. I think. Nomination. I think the one that might push it over the over the hump that might open the doors for more studios to go in the Netflix direction is, um, the, the Irish. Irish the Irishman. It's the Irishman. So right? I, I, I totally that's the get Martin why Scorsese movie people that's make. Out. I totally get why people want to premiere movies on Netflix, though. Like, like when I went to Comic Con last year, and they, and, you know, and, you know, I know Bright didn't turn out great, but like the thing that like Will Smith and everyone involved in that movie, the one thing they kept saying was like they couldn't have made the movie they wanted to make if it was made by a major studio. Netflix let them do so. That's whatever what, they, so that's what they wanted to make. They, well, no, what I'm saying is like they, 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 they there was no studio interference, so I can see yeah, I the appeal in like that. Because sometimes the studio can't interfere and fuck shit up. I mean, like I, you can like the movies like Batman, man, all that stuff. They reek of studio interference. Suicide Squad, studio interference there too. Like they can really mess things up, thinking they're doing something right. And shout out and to I, uh, the lack of Aquaman trailer. <laughs> yeah, why? Why is there not a trailer yet? Like that movie's coming out in a few months, and there's not even one October? trailer. Does it come out October or November? I think it's October, I think it's November. November. No? It's October, November. And, and there's nothing, and no trailer nothing. yet. That's a, not even Im- oh, I think we barely got in images. Someone, someone tweet James Wan and be like, "Yo, where is that?" That's a, that's a horrible <laughs> sign, right? Terrible I, sign. Oh, no, it is a terrible sign. Like, I, I mean, no guys. Like, Aquaman yeah. comes out December twenty first. Yeah, there should be a trailer by now. Well, there's there are movies. Yeah, we have. We you don't have think SCC coming? You're we get, have a Bumblebee yeah. trailer. I mean, Bumblebee's coming out in December. I think you're getting it. Gee, I think you're getting it where you're. There's co- a when rumor that it's Aquaman and Shazam. Ugh, Shazam. Ugh. Those, if, yeah, I like, I like you, Zachary Levi. Yeah, <laughs> I like Zachary though. I love him and Chuck. So yeah, I love. I used to love Chuck. Chuck was great. Yeah, show. Chuck was so good. Netflix had it for a while and then it took it so off. So you think? So you think that Comic Con's when we're gonna get it? I think you're gonna get it at Comic Con. There's but a rumor. Like, yeah, seriously, most likely. But uh, all right. So moving on. That's to, still that's still too long though. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, well, it comes out in July and it's not till December. You think that's that much longer? I mean, I, don't I feel know. like there should have been some kind of teaser like now or uh, earlier. If they were really excited about it and they really thought they had a good movie, I and I feel like the been. movie's been in production for like forty-five years, ten years. <laughs> so like James Wan, had, James Wan made like four Conjuring's, and we still haven't gotten a trailer to fucking Aquaman. 
Um, the next one, moving on, the next Oscar movie that we just saw was Operation Finale, the Oscar Isaac movie. That movie looks so good. And like Serge pointed out when we were watching, it, I don't think the story's ever been told. Yeah, I don't know that it's ever like I've I've ever have seen a film that it's like about after the war and like you know and and like the exodus or the I guess the escape of all the Nazis into like Argentina and all these other countries and stuff and, and like it looks hiding ve- out. It looks very interesting. It, it looks pretty cool. And it stars your man crush. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Ben Mel man crush. Yeah, he drive. actually he actually might be one of the best actors working today. I think. I think he's probably the most underrated because no one really talks about him. He's just like. Takes his roles, does his thing, and then you know whatever. Well, wouldn't you rather be like famous on that level? Yeah, like I where agree. you're like you're kind of, you're kind of well known, but like you kind of fly under the radar a lot. Yeah, I agree, like, and he does it well because and he's, in, and he's in like big movies, and he's somehow, in the, he's and, in the top two biggest franchises in the world, and then he's able yeah. to make these types of movies. Um, you love Drive, right? I saw it with you way back it's in awesome, 2011. Man. Jen doesn't like it. <gasps> Wait, what, I didn't, what movie? No, I didn't say I didn't like it. Said it. I said that it's a movie that I only really have to watch like once. What movie? Like I was uh, Drive. Oh, Drive's amazing. That's what the man. Is this, one, is this, no, is this a I social network situation? No. <laughs> I think it is. I didn't, well, it is a little slower, but it's no. Uh, I don't know. I can rewatch it again. Guys. I think it's a man crush. That's when the man crush. I won't rewatch the social. Totally the social network, but Ryan I can Gosling. rewatch Drive. Oh, your man crush is on Ryan Gosling. When I saw it, I liked it, and I liked the soundtrack a lot. Mine is on Oscar Isaac. No, you definitely want to be best friends with Ryan Gosling. I love the music. And, well, I you oh, know we're gonna get to I Ryan, love Ryan Gosling. We're gonna get to Ryan Gosling story. in a little it's, bit. It's like it's supposed to be slow paced on purpose, right? Yeah, no, it like is. I think more. it's one of those. I, I I've talked about. It. I feel like Baby Driver was what everyone thought Drive was gonna Ooh, be. That's that's great. Yeah, that's Baby Driver. Yeah. So I, I knew a lot of guys yeah. when Drive came out that were so mad because it was so slow. Like I liked it, and then they were like, "Man, it was slow as fuck." It was, I was expecting. Well, this it was it's a, it's a noir. The movie's a noir. It was advertised yeah. as an action film. In, yeah. in the trailers, there's like no action, and there's no action movie. in the film. Well, well it, yeah, that, that, yeah, that goes back to like trailers deceiving us, man. Sometimes, <laughs> which I mean, like they have to sell like I guess the best parts of the movie. But when you sell it, like it's like gonna be one thing, and it ends up being completely different. Yeah, I can see how like there's pushback from that. But I did. I love Drive. I love the style. I love everything about it. Same I thought it was here. great. All right, the last two Oscar films that we can talk about is the first trailer to *Stars Born*. I didn't know Bradley Cooper could sing, and he knocked it out of the ballpark in the trailer. The trailer, the movie looks really, really good, and I didn't think Lady Gaga was gonna be that good in it but from the looks in the trailer she looks fantastic yeah she looks so like here are my job. thoughts on this trailer uh i think the movie i, I think i wasn't wowed by the trailer but okay. i do see but i do see in it the potential for it to be good and also the potential for it to be like an oscar contender i, I see i can see why they moved the release date i just wasn't particularly like wowed by it because i think i don't know what i was expecting i guess i was expecting a little bit more but it, you- i'm a I'm convinced enough to want to check it out. I have just you the seen? Trip. Have you seen the other th- versions of it? Uh, I've only seen one version of it. So I mean, I think, with, uh, yeah, I think the Oscar chances are good because they've all been nominated. So I think it's the chances are good that it does well. You uh, know, I think I think Lady Gaga wanted to be an actress first before she was a singer. I think that was like her thing. Oh, I didn't know like, that. She, yeah, and. You know, like I, I haven't, I can't. It's hard to me for me to gauge her because she was on American Horror Story, I think season five, and not that she was bad, but that part was written specifically for her by Ryan Murphy, so it was kind of written to kind of uh, be based on her personality. And when she won a Golden Globe for it, I wasn't like, 
I was like, oh, I don't know if she deserved that because she wasn't that great, but she wasn't bad. But this, she looks like she has potential here, and probably because you know it's a personal subject matter of her, her being a performer and all that too. So she, she's able to like tap into it more. Well, but I, like, yeah, I think I think, I think her earlier, uh, like I know that she, in in the past, I think that uh, like like I think that she was like uh, an actress of some kind, right? Like uh, a cabaret or something. Oh yeah, she did do a lot it, it of that stuff her, too. For like earlier, uh, earlier oh, career. She was on Broadway. You mean kind of like or, a acting, stripping, oh, singing type I didn't thing know, that I didn't she know used that. to do, and then she became a singer. Uh, I, I, I think I'm, I might be wrong about that, but I, I heard that somewhere. No, but I mean, to be, I mean, to be fair, like her whole musical career has been one big like show and performance. So I mean, I, I love Lady Gaga. I think she's phenomenal. I mean, yeah, it's in like you know, and like it's funny too because like even though she kind of came out of the gate making like you know, top 40, like, pop music, like, what was kind of hidden there for a while was that she had true talent. Like, I, I, that kind of came out for me later with, like, her later stuff where, you know, this girl can play a ton of instruments, she can sing. She's not just, like, a like a pop star. Have you seen her live? Uh, Yes, I have one. Yeah. She's really good. She, uh, She's I saw really... her in the Monster Tour, and then I saw her uh, at, at Starland Ballroom. Yeah, she's really good. She's really and then good. to go back to your point about Bradley Cooper, I, I had no idea he was a singer or he could sing either. So I was, that did surprise me too. I think Jen mentioned that they performed together at a festival they to did. record. They uh, they filmed they filmed some of it at Coachella. Okay, Coachella, so there, you there you go. Yeah, they filmed they filmed like uh, they actually um, they sent out a thing on social media when they were doing it for like a bunch of people to go watch them. Like they 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 kind of capped it. At, I forgot how many people they capped it at, but if you were at the festival and you entered on that thing, you had a chance to watch them like perform. That's pretty cool. All right, so, and yeah. Final trailer for final Oscar trailer for. This week was the first trailer for First First Man, and David, I, why did you save this for last? This is not the last trailer uh, we're talking you, uh, about. Okay, but like you, uh, the second to last. So I was worried because like Damien Chazelle has only done music so far, so I was like, oh, I wonder where this is going. I think the trailer is he directing, and, and this is very biased. Yeah, he's, this it's is Ryan biased. I'm watching it. I think <laughs> it looks really good. I think he has. There's a lot of potential for this movie. It's my favorite. I think it's. The front runner right now, Claire just Foy from the trailer. Is also in it. And I think yeah, Ryan Foy is everything right now. Ryan Gosling, man, I think he really wants that Oscar. He's, I, I swear, between him and Jake Gyllenhaal, they're the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Where it's going to take forever for them to win. Oh man, yeah, because I mean, he's really trying from the looks of the trailer. What do you like, think? He's, I know, I think he wants it so bad. And watch when he wins, it's going to be for something that was like good. But like, you know, you should have won like four years ago, man. <laughs> What what do like you think of the one of those situations? I know you're not as big a Chazelle fan as I am, but what do you think of the trailer? Uh, why do you always say I'm a fan of his? You're okay. I'm, I'm you're a fan of G I, into this box. Yeah, here's the deal. I actually like him. <laughs> Don't cage me, man. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I like him a lot. I thought Whiplash was better than La La Land. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. but to have a okay. like, uh, and then but to give him more credit, to have a debut like Whiplash. Like when I first saw Whiplash, I thought it was one of the best movies I had seen in like I, a long time. With you, hundred percent. And like, I think he's very talented. Uh, I have nothing against him whatsoever. So I'm like, I'm looking forward. Uh, I think you still think I don't like La La Land. No, no, we're over that. Uh, Surge. Uh, no, but Sur- I, I'm looking forward, and I'm looking forward to it being different. From what he's done before, I wonder. Do you know if Justin Horwitz is doing the score? I don't know. I was curious he? if he's going to do the score because he's done. He did the score for Whiplash. I'll find out. For and you. and La La Land. Uh, Hold, but while Jen's looking, uh, Serge made a good point. He's like, "Oh, is Stanley Cooper going to be in the movie?" Guess Ooh. who the music is by? It's Justin Horwitz. Yes. Yeah, so I'm sure the score is going to be amazing for it. 
I, I think G missed, G missed a joke on that. <laughs> you, do, you, do you know the Stanley Kubrick story about the moon landing? No. What is it? The, that be, alleged after, story. The, the alleged quote, uh, quotes, <laughs> the conspiracy air theory. quotes on this. Um, after 2001 A Space Odyssey, people thought that Stanley Kubrick set, uh, filmed the moon landing. And then the moon landing. Oh, did really they happen. really? Yeah, oh, it's very, very popular. If you, whenever you get a chance, just look it up. It's very, very popular. And if you, uh, have you ever seen the documentary about The Shining, Room 237 on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they talk about that on there. I'm so, oh, shit. It's the last one. It's the most in-depth uh, conspiracy about The Shining that Stanley Cooper filmed the moon landing. So That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but the movie looks great. I think it's the front runner for the Oscars next season. So we shall see what happens. Imagine that they like throws a curveball and that's how the movie ends. Like, the you know Stanley what? Kubrick? Yeah, like, fuck, yo, this is not going to happen. Let's just film it. And that's how the movie ends. Like, like it zooms out, and then as, you just as see it's Kubrick's zooming head. out, it's Stanley Kubrick, and he goes and cut, cut. and then it just ends. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a epic. <laughs> Imagine it's a musical too. Like Chazelle just trolled all of us, and at the end, you just open up with a song. <laughs> We're walking on the moon. <laughs> Um, all right, so the last two trailers, Suspiria. We're, we're going to finish with horror. It looks good. I've never seen the original, so I just heard of it, but it looks uh, pretty the good. The original is such a classic, but I, the, the trailer looks like it's definitely do, trying to do it justice. Like, I was, like, from the style and everything, like, it looks like it's really trying to do it justice, so I'm excited for it. I like that it doesn't really explain anything about the plot. It's just, you know, like, it, it's a trailer that kind of, like, it leaves you like asking questions That's, instead of especially if you've never seen the original right right instead of like oh i know what happens in the movie so, now uh, apparently there were there were a, there were screenings of it at some at this thing in las vegas remember that that thing that we that we didn't know about we didn't like, know where, about CinemaCon. yeah <laughs> where they were talking about the halloween trailer and like a bunch of other stuff and i was like where the hell did this convention come from uh apparently people that saw the footage said that it was relentless and some of the like it, apparently very gory and very uh, like it, like a lot of people were shocked by what they saw, but not shocked in like a this is bad kind of way. Like shocked by it's good, but it's very relentless. That's okay. what I um, So I'm surprised by that. The original is it in English or another language? It's another language. Okay, I still have to. It's, a, it's an Italian horror. It's an Italian horror film. Okay, so let's. And finally, uh, the trailer. I think Lou's been very quiet. He's been holding all his thoughts for this trailer. It's a trailer that Dave's been waiting for for like a month. A month. Like two months, two months. Uh no, but um, I went to go see a whole ass movie for the trailer. <laughs> but it was good. I, I didn't mind it though because I saw Upgrade and I loved Upgrade. Uh, I thought I thought maybe I would get one during uh, during Hereditary because it was a horror film. So did I. And but then we got I, fucking on friends. No, but again. we got we got searching. Oh, we got Serenity too. I know that was one of the trailers that we brought up like a while ago. That was the only one I saw of the ones that came out online, like on the big screen, and that looks good too. Um, so the Halloween trailer finally, finally dropped on Friday and I will be the first to say I didn't, the first time I saw it, I was like a little, I did, I was a little underwhelmed, I guess, but then I just, I think I spent like 10, 12 minutes just rewatching it and then I just progressively liked it more and more and more and more. So I, I like the direction they're going. It feels very Halloween one-ish in terms of like cinematography and, and Lou pointed something else he didn't like. Oh yeah, the, I I don't know. It, it just kind of like from a gimmicky kind of standpoint, yeah. where it was like the beginning where they were showing him the mask when they like he had his back to them, and then the dog started going freaking out, 
It, like, it, it kind of gave it like this weird supernatural feel that I didn't like about it. And it was like, if you're going to go up to somebody and show them a mask, why are you, are you doing it to their back? Like, I'm pretty sure they could have just walked around and showed him the mask. No, because that's what that's the editing on the trailer. I'm I know, sure but, he's around. You no, know, I'm pretty sure he turns around him, eventually, yeah. but it's like, that, I, I feel like it was just too convenient for that part. But the rest of the trailer was just was amazing. Yeah. I, I could do without that part. That, that looks kind of like a, a little bit towards like the remakes, kind of like in that direction. Uh, I, I don't know. I think the origi- the remakes are in a class of their own. Is there supposed mm. to be like a, a like a like he, he's supposed to have like like like? No, this is a direct sequel from Halloween One. Everything after Halloween One is eliminated. He doesn't have any he's like. But they differ with the picture from the sequels in the trailer, though. Yeah, so I actually wrote them down while you guys talk about it. And let me look them up. So, gee, you you said you loved it, or? Yeah, I liked it. I I mean, I I especially liked once the trailer switched to like the everything happening in Haddonfield. Like like the more like like. It went on, and the more it got, the music got pumped up, and everything like it pumped me up. It, like it looks, it's been a while since we got a good Halloween movie, and I think they finally got it like right. And like maybe it was right to like disregard everything, everything after the first movie, even I, though there are some people that are like really like they should like Halloween two should be in there, but then they would have to like do the throw in the, the brother sister angle, and like they were getting rid of that too. I've always said, I've always said, I mean, despite me loving Halloween too, I've always said the sister brother thing is not needed because I think it just, it really put them in a box and they couldn't get out of it. I don't think I've ever seen any Halloween films, man. You've never seen the original Halloween? I've never seen any of them. Oh, it's the best horror movie ever made. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. It's the greatest (laughs) horror movie ever made, like, hands down. Now me. Definitely definitely the best. Yeah, Yeah, man. Wait, what'd you say? Oh my God, sir. It's like your homework before October. Watch Halloween. I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll, I'll um, so some of the, call the sequels ba- you can like the sequels aren't that important, but yeah, they're fun. Well, now it's really not important at all because all you need. Is I know the first if one. you're like trying to watch them for like continuity, like nope, you don't need to. So they do have a callback to Halloween Four when in Halloween Four, Loomis goes into like a garage and he's in a restaurant and he sees a guy passed out in the like Michael had killed him with all the blood and you see that in the trailer. You also get a callback to Halloween 3 because in Halloween 3, it's a completely different story. It has nothing to do with the Michael Myers story. Is there a version of, of, of the movies like in the hood or like, no, or, no, no, or, like in the internet? No, so, like, just a bus like Hellraiser? Yeah, well, there's one. but I, I <laughs> Like over the internet? Yeah. Like, I, Hallow- like, like, he's, like, like he's like in the internet? No, nothing like that. But like, it, like, it's, he, like in, they live stream from Michael's house. It's oh, wow. terrible. Uh, oh, oh, Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, rhymes? yeah, Busta Rhymes. Like, it's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, I think it's. Ira Banks is in it too. I think I put it as the worst horror movie I've ever seen. It is garbage. As bad as as. Actually, no, it's number Bye two. Man? It's number two because Blair Witch is my worst horror movie. How dare Blair you? Witch is a piece How of shit. dare you, sir? The yeah. first one. How dare you, sir? Blair Witch is first, garbage. Okay, I don't, I don't like it that much either. But I don't oh think it's the worst. I, I think it's very <laughs> important to the genre, and that's why I kind of give it a well, little bit of a pass. You know why I don't give it a pass? Because it brought in the worst horror genre ever. <gasps> you like those POVs? POVs love, are fucking garbage. I love well, them. Well, what about Paranormal Go- Activity? It's I, my guilty Yeah, pleasure. they're all bad. No. No, Paranormal Activity. I like Paranormal Activity. Those yes. are good. I can name on my hand and, probably and, uh, five quarant- good quarantine? ones. Quarantine's good, too. P.O. Like Paranormal Activity. What? VHS. Yes. VHS is fine. 
VHS was great. Cool. Cloverfield, like guys. Cloverfield is uh, not a horror uh, movie. Unfriended, Unfriended's pretty good, too. Unfriended was great. Not a great movie. Yes, it was. It was great movie? It, it, was, it was creative. It's, really it's all I think you guys are giving that genre on a way screen. more No, no. no I mean, like, the, I think Paranormal Activity Part 3 actually is, like, really scary. That's, like, the, one, that's the one that, that I like the most out of all of them. If I had to pick one POV that I like, it's probably now, there have been some. There have been some bad ones, like the Gallo. That was but like they're not. I think that I think that like subgenre of horror isn't as bad as people make it out to be. I I can't get into this. Not I can't get into that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'll watch all of them. Blair Witch is and Blair Witch is so fucking no, boring. It's dude. not, dude, dude. It's a movie that nothing happens. Literally it's nothing. Until the last, happens. Five, minutes, yeah. until the last <laughs> I mean, five minutes. I mean, and even then, that end is garbage. I saw it in the eighth grade, and I remember. At the time that I saw it, like everybody thought it was real, and they're saying, "No, this is a real." No, it was. Tape. It was a brilliantly. No, it was a movie. brilliantly marketed movie. And I imagine me you. being like twelve and thirteen, like, "Oh shit, this is real!" And then you know, actually, you know. But when I you wanted... find out it was fake, you're like, "Oh, this shit sucks." Well, but that's after I saw it, like, you know, like as a kid, you see it and you're I guess like you traumatized what, with, with that me. Shit. I didn't watch it till about three years ago or two years ago. Oh, so I mean, oh, it, it, that, okay, that, that's I think different. that has a lot. If I saw it later in life, I, I would. would I would be on the same page as you, I think. <laughs> like, it's just, that's why I put it as my worst, because I've seen some garbage. But some of these, like all these Friday the 13th, they're not good. They're just well, there. Did you see the second one, the Book of Shadows? Or that's even worse. No, I haven't pretty seen bad. that. I have a confession to bad. make. I have a... You've never seen Friday the 13th no, no, either? No, I have. I have a confession to make. A few weeks ago, I finally saw the, uh, I saw the Shining a few weeks ago. Don't Don't hurt me. For don't, the first time, we've been friends for yes. We've been friends for fifteen years. I saw the Shining years, a few weeks ago. Don't don't do it. Just just don't do it. The worst film I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. You are what? <laughs> you better. Are you are you joking? <laughs> no, He's not I joking. hated it. We can Why watch did you, him. What did you hate about it? I don't know it. what just, it is. I, I mean, I know, and you I like know people that and you like Blair Witch. <laughs> you like Blair Witch. You like Shining. Why do you like it? I realized I've lost all credibility. Talk to us, sir. No, I need to know. Yeah, I just. I don't know what it, I mean. I, Hold on. I can first respect of all, did you it. read the book? No, I didn't. Okay. No. I can respect it as a film. Well, you did. Wait, when you said you saw The Shining, you didn't see the TV version. You no, no, I the saw Stanley the Stanley Kubrick one. Yeah, I saw. I, I saw that one. It took me like eight tries to like, <gasps> see it. It was just so well, to boring. Well, be fair, guys, uh, Stephen King doesn't even like it. So <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Well, he but likes I was it. asking him he if he read the book because I have a friend that like, read the book and doesn't really like. She she likes it, but she doesn't. She always Adrian. Yeah, but she loves she, The Shining. Yeah, but doesn't she hate the ending because it's not the no, exact same from the book? She likes the she, from a conversation yeah. we have. She loves the movie, but she doesn't. She doesn't like that they change it from the book. Right. Which, as a movie itself, as a yeah, standalone, yeah, yeah. she but, loves like, it. Like that's what I mean. So that's why I asked you if you read the book and that's no, had I any just, influence. But what did he? Yeah, I what did he like? I tried to tolerate so the to film. Us. I tried, and I was like, okay, it came out a long time ago. I understand that horror has changed, and I will go into this having an open mind. But holy shit! What did you like I, though? Everything. I hated the acting. I hated <gasps> the uh, dialogue. That's one, I, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's one of Nicholson's like, best performances. Like I'm banned from this house forever. Now I can't come back. I can't come back. Sir, you, you might you might be losing best man duties. Looks like she's like losing her mind in that movie. Like she that's does. how good she is. Like she is falling apart at the seams, and like you could just tell. And, and I, I think I'm, she was in real life because apparently Stanley Kubrick was like relentless with her. I heard about that. So yeah, you you that, cool. that I think that completely reads on screen that like mm-hmm. she's just like completely losing it and by then, the end of it. And I think the movie does a f- amazing job of like. They're two different people. Well, three, including uh, Danny. Danny. They're three different people by the end of the movie. Like, who they walk in are now who walks out at the end of the movie. And 
ends up in the maze. It is a, it is a tad too long. Yeah, I would say it's a bit longer than it should. I'm shocked you didn't like it. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. I know I've, I've well, I was you surprised down. you said that about the acting, though, because I think the acting, yeah, like, the I mean, acting the is amazing. Be, I think. The movie could be slow at points, and like, I get that, but like it, I think the acting is really good. I think, I think, I, I saw the movie, and, and I think the acting it was a little bit hammy. They were like overacting a little bit. I don't. I know. Nicholson always overacting. Mean, oh, is always hammy. He is so upset, and like, ah, leave me alone to write my book, and. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I just could, man. No play. Yeah, makes uh, Jack a dull boy. I tried, guys. I know, but I mean, look, it's good to have a different opinion. I mean, yeah, I, no, I have good. some friends that don't like it. That I think it's kind I of. Think, I think this side of the room has very controversial opinions. Like Lou doesn't think Psycho is one of the best horror movies of all time. That is just absurd, Lou. <laughs> but but my favorite horror movie of all time is one of your. It's up Halloween, there with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like everyone has controversy. I don't like but Blair Witch. She's like, I'm still cool. And Jen, <laughs> thanks, Jen. <laughs> Jen doesn't like slow movies. We all have controversial opinions. Jen well, it's like not all movie slow movies. Place. I understand well, why movie, slow movies. I understand why movies like certain movies have to be slower paced, and I don't like that's fine. Like you showed me Blade Runner, and you thought that that was going to be slow for it. me, I'm and I didn't find it slow. Go. So it just depends. I think it just really, you know, it's the director's choices and the narrative, and if certain things seem to drag a little bit like like Deadpool 2 I like Deadpool 2 but I think when he died I think by the third so fourth time he was there. coming up was like much. he was like oh, I'm, I'm still alive I can't yeah, wait I was like to... just die man no, just silly. die like, already it's like that I can't on wait I no can't I know wait to, uh... and I get that but I was just like okay let's keep going Guys. Like well, people when we saw it like opening day, like they were laughing each time he did it. Like I mean, I, I guess was, it just depends on like yeah, the audience. Depends. Like, yeah, so, so and I thought it was funny laughing. in the in like the first couple times, but then at a certain once point, you got I was to like, like five or six, going. I'm like oh, whatever. whatever. So it it I, all depends. Speaking but. of like overkill endings, I can't wait till Jen watches Return of the King. <laughs> There's like no five one's gonna. That movie has like six endings. Return yeah, of it's the King. Forever. So Lord like, of the, the Rings. Last, yeah, like, the last. So I remember when I first. Uh, I remember when I first saw that movie. I was like, "Oh, it's about to end." And I was like, here. "Oh no, no!" And it just going. kept going and going and going. But yeah, going back to the Halloween to finish up with like some of the the callbacks. There's a callback to Halloween three because you have the masks from Halloween three in the trailer. There's also a callback to Resurrection when Michael drops the teeth. It's similar to a scene in Resurrection where he goes into the bathroom and takes a lady's bag. And a call back to Halloween 2. There's a shot with Loomis with the gun. Same way as in the trailer. So the movie looks good. I can't wait. So is it called Halloween? Because it's called it, Halloween. I, I, I know it's a, like a stupid question, but is it, it takes place in Halloween. So he uses like his mask to like hide, I guess, in plain sight. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. That's um, kind of like the first one, too. That's so, how he's able to okay. kind of walk around without. Cool, cool. However, he wasn't walking around too much in public and. I got into a, a conversation, and I want to see before we finish up for the day. Um, I got into a conversation with my cousin about this because he not re- he's a casual moviegoer, and he texted me. He's like, oh, my God, the Halloween trailer looks great. And he's like, oh, is this a new series? I don't – I read this is it, and I do, unless this movie opens like it, which I don't think it will, and it's critically acclaimed like it, I don't think – I think this is it. For for the series, uh, yeah, I would. I want to say it's it, but then like you get those opening weekend numbers, and then things change. I don't. <laughs> no, no, I totally agree. That's why I said if it makes one hundred and twenty-five million dollars, like it did, then yeah, then they're gonna keep going. But I like even if it, even if it opens to like sixty or, or even fifty or even like forty, like, if you go like low like that, that's good for a horror movie in general. And like 
I know that uh, Blumhouse Productions, like, usually they make micro-budgeted horror films. I don't know if this is one of them. I don't know the budget on it. Usually they try to keep it, like, $5 million and under. But I, I don't know if they're doing that with this. I think no because of Jamie. So I'm sure Jamie's bumped that budget a little bit. Yeah, but I, I, even if even if she's got a lot of money, I, I still think the budget isn't going to be that big, and it'll probably exceed its budget maybe opening day, if, if especially if reviews are good and – there's a lot of pent up hype for it. Like people, I think everyone that wants to see it gets the impression mm-hmm. like they're trying to make this right. They're trying to make it scary again. You have Jamie Lee Curtis back, but you also have John, John Carpenter. Carpenter. That was the biggest thing I think because Jamie Lee's been back with H2O and Resurrection, but this Carpenter saying this is the sequel I wanted to make. I think this right. is like, this and, is what... and then David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. They got his seal of approval when they pitched to him what they wanted to do. Like he was like. This sounds great. He could have easily been like, no, it's not going to work. And then, like, when they reached out to Jamie Lee Curtis, it was the same thing. It was like, this is what we want to do. This is where we see your character now. And she dug it. I, I think that they're they're true fans, and they want to make a good Halloween movie. Now, but going back to what you said about, like, if it makes a lot of money, will they keep cranking them out? I would hope they wouldn't. Like, I would, like, want it to be, like, a one-off, like, the first so one I. should yeah. Even though I do love having the sequels, they're fun to watch every year or whatever. But like it was like the first movie was supposed to be a one off. It wasn't supposed to have sequels. It was supposed to end the way it was supposed to end and that's it. Uh I kinda want them to do that with this, but I know how Hollywood is when stuff makes money. Yeah. So Quiet Place, like a quiet place. Like like that is getting a sequel. That should be it a does... standalone and that's a yeah. So it's he not does... gonna have a sequel in space like like no, nothing X. like that. I think if they do make a sequel, they're gonna keep it the tone serious. I don't think Blumhouse makes any like overly crappy movies. They make bad sometimes, but I don't think it's overly crappy. We're not gonna get a Halloween thirty twenty nine. All and right, they keep, and they keep, and they keep oh, their stuff. Might. That's how they make money. So I mean, I early, Michael and the earliest. I mean, there's nothing the that Halloween I've read that says House anything. Movie. I think the earliest projections I have, I wouldn't be shocked if it makes around eighty five ninety. That's where I have it on right opening, now. On opening weekend? Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I I mean, I figure, like, it's called Halloween. It's coming out around Halloween. Yeah. That should draw a lot of people, Yeah, right? I know, like, I know you were kind of like, why didn't they release it, on like, the on the 40th? 40th like, exactly. But they, I mean, with opening on the 19th, they get two big weekends. They get that They get that weekend, and then they get the whole, like, Halloween, like, it, it'll do really well on Halloween on day. On previous I podcasts. Think. The following Friday is the actual 40th anniversary of the release of the film. So I'm like, why didn't you just wait a week? It's coming out the week before the exact 40th it, it, it anniversary. More, it needs more time to make money. <laughs> Cause, but I think that second week is going to be strong with the 40th anniversary. So I think that, yeah, if the reviews are good in the first week, yeah. right? So I'm if if the movie. But I don't know. Do you think people will care if the reviews are bad? Like, what if it what if it comes out at like an even fifty? Like, if it's split. Yeah, I, like, it is down. a horror movie. I think it. No, I think what drove it to the box office was the reviews, because the movie would have made sixty million regardless. But I think the reviews are. What yeah, I know. It. I think it it was tracking at like fifty sixty before the reviews came out, and then it like shot up like a rocket after that. Because I I saw it twice, and both shows were sold out. So. And honestly, yeah, I mean, good reviews go a long way with horror because you have horror fans that will go see anything, no matter how bad it looks but then like good reviews will get other people in that don't necessarily want to see horror movies but they're like well people seem to like it it's got good reviews so, so like let's not? check it out. yeah so 
hopefully we'll be talking good stuff in October. So, so we'll see. I mean, I wish I wish Friday I wish Friday the 13th would have some kind of comeback. I probably never know. <laughs> I love that you or mentioned that. On Elm Street I love well. I love that you mentioned those two because we're going to finish up with a little battle of the reels. Serge, you know what that is? I do not. So, we're going to name two performances or two movies or three movies and you have to pick which one you think is best. Okay. All right. So, we're going like, to start am, am I responding to the question? Yeah, we all are. We oh, all okay. are. Okay. So, First up, remake remake edition for this one. Pick the better one: Halloween, Friday Thirteenth, or Nightmare on Elm Street. Of the remakes Friday. only. Friday Thirteenth. I, I picked the first fifteen minutes of Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, I actually want to say that instead. I got Halloween. <laughs> if I had to pick the three movies as a whole, Halloween remakes. Well, I haven't seen any. Halloween you haven't seen movies. any? Not even the remakes. No. Okay. But so I'll probably say, um, I don't know. Friday the Thirteenth, first the, fifteen the minutes are really good. Like, like I still haven't forgiven Rob Zombie for what he did to Halloween. It like yeah. hurt. It hurts my soul every time. I like I own it because I have to because I'm a complete. Well, you have heart. the bo- you have the box set. Like me, I have right? the box yeah. set. But yeah, but I, I like I. I mean, I watch it every year too. Like hoping like around Halloween, hoping that like maybe I'll like something about it. And like <laughs> there are like a few little things that are okay, but overall I just don't like it. Th- this week on on the. On the page, G had a the nerve moment, and I, he didn't say anything. He was very PC about it, but there was someone that said that they liked the Rob Zombie movies, <laughs> and I could I could send G's like hate <laughs> by his response. No, I, I, I don't want to start like arguments on a thread like that. That's yeah, it was it was. <laughs> they're pretty bad. Like like I, they're not, especially that second one. That second, second one. Is one like, the second we last second year we did a uh, worst remakes of all time, and that was number one for me, G and I. It was. Awful, the Rob Zombie one. Jen, what do you say? You've been quiet. So it's what's it? Friday Thirteenth, Halloween, or Diamond and Elm Street on the re- on the remakes. remakes. Oh, remakes. Yeah. Mm. I know you're not winning anyway, any with anyone. But I got Halloween. I refuse to answer. I don't nope. like remakes. You gotta you gotta answer. Nope, I don't. That's not how we play this game. <laughs> that is my right. That's not how we play this game. That Come on, right. you gotta pick one. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pick one. No, this is not how we play this oh, game. But they all suck. <laughs> Well, pick the pick the one that sucks the least. <laughs> mm. I, I'm actually Texas more upset Chainsaw Massacre. Halloween. But that's not one of the options. Well, it's Jen's because option. Because Texas would have we would we would have all picked Texas. We Chainsaw all would have said Texas Chainsaw. I like <laughs> Evil Dead. I, I like its uh, its its remake. <laughs> but that's not one no, of the choices. I don't know. That was all right, actually right, pretty fine. Awesome. I guess Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, sir, you don't know this game's not. That's not how the game works. <laughs> <laughs> options. You don't Z, give sir. option forty-five. <laughs> all right, Friday the Thirteenth. Ill. There you go. Oh, Jen. All right. Thirteen is the better one of the three. The, because of the first fifteen minutes, but the rest of the movie is so bad. Yeah, the first oh, minutes are really good. Next. All right. Next up. Oh, better bad movie: Grease Two or Batman and Robin? You shut your mouth Batman. because Grease Two turns thirty-six <laughs> on Monday. Bat, Bat, Batman and Robin. <laughs> My Just favorite chill. was when Jen, Jen texts like off the line when I was asking about like I want to do more for like anniversaries on the site, and then she goes like Grease Two turns thirty six on Monday. I was like, that's a random like year to celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> it's an important year to have, celebrate. Have you seen Grease Two? <laughs> no, it's the worst it's movie I've ever seen. It is I mean, the worst uh, movie Batman, I've ever Batman seen. Batman and Robin for sure. I got Batman and Robin. I mean, uh, like, uh, what do you got, Lou? I'm going to say Batman and Robin. It's cool. Agreed. I like being on an island all by myself. Nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, it's Grease Serge, too. Serge gets it. Grease too. All right. Next up, we have Sin City or Three Hundred. 
Sin City. I've never seen 300. Oh, I thought so... you were going to say you've never seen Sin City. No, I like Sin City. I haven't seen the second one, though, I don't... actually. It's not. It's all right. It's not I've great. heard that. It's all right. It's, it's, not, all right. it's not horrible, but it's not. Um, I said Sin City. I love Sin City. Agreed with Sin City. I was, was I was obsessed with Sin City when it came out. Sin City like, for I, me. I, I right. saw it like watch time. It was so good. All right. Old old school movie. Lou and Serge, I think you're out on this one. Um, Casablanca or Citizen Kane? This is hard. Mm. I I say something is Citizen Kane. Better the better movie. I think it's a better movie. Yeah. It, they're both like great. Yeah, I guess I, I would say Citizen. You guys Kane. just assumed I haven't seen those you, films. Have you seen those? Films? I, I haven't assume. seen those. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just calling David. you out for assuming. <laughs> I think because I think the only thing that puts Citizen Kane over is when you find out what Rosebud is. I still think that's like one of the best reveals. We saw that together, right? In, uh, in class. In, in class. Shout out to Professor Howland. Shout music, out to our professor. Music and film. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up. Wait, the, G didn't answer. Oh, G. What'd you uh, say? Oh, Casablanca. But I, because like, Citizen Kane, I, I, I can respect it, but it's, it's a, it's tough for me to get through. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. It's I, just, I think because it, it's so short. I feel like, lo- it, I no, it's like an hour and forty minutes. Citizen hour. Kane is only an hour yeah. and forty minutes. Yeah, it's not that long. Really? It feels longer. Wait, hold on. Oh my god, it feels like three hours. <laughs> no, it's it maybe shorter. It's nowhere near three. Maybe like hour forty-eight. All right, no, it's an no, hour no. fifty-nine. It's okay, really? so it's two hours. So I was off by two. Wow, it, it feels felt like long. A good three. Oh no, I don't know. I rewatched it like. A, I don't know. I always think of Citizen Kane, and I'm like, oh, three hours. Like, no, no Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, yeah. All right, next up, fuck. next up, uh, this one's gonna hurt G's soul. Zodiac or Seven? <gasps> Zodiac. Zodiac. I, I got. Oh. I got Zodiac too. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Lou. I'm, I'm pondering. They're both great. There's no wrong answer. I don't like how you're making me choose between two great movies. I have to go with seven, but damn you. Because <laughs> Zo- of the Zo- end, right? Zodiac. Zodiac? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, performance. Al Pacino, Godfather 1 or Dog Day Afternoon? Dog Day Afternoon. I, I haven't Dog, seen Dog Day Afternoon. The second movie. Yeah. Dog Day oh, Afternoon. Oh, you haven't seen Dog It's fantastic. It. Fantastic. It's probably Pacino's second best performance. Thank you I for think. visiting. You'll be leaving here with a homework list. Yeah, <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> Our Robert De Niro performances: Raging Bull, The Godfather Part Two. Raging Bull. Godfather Raging Part Bull. Two. Godfather Part Two. Godfather oh, Part okay. Two. Yeah. We're split. <laughs> um, Jonah Hill performances. This was a fun one, I think. <laughs> super bad. The answer is super bad. The answer is super bad. Wait, I'm no, not wait, or you don't know who the. Superbad or, or Jen's favorite performance, The Wolf of Wall Street. Thomas, oh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, you know what though? His performance yeah, on really, The Wolf of Wall Street was fantastic. Really good. I actually go with The Wolf of Wall Street. I, I, you know what? Yeah. I, I agree. I would yeah, say I Wolf of Wall Street too. Not Superbad. because of that, but because no, that's it's a better right. performance. That's definitely why. Yeah, I, think... I just don't like him. No, really? Not. I actually like I him like a him lot. As an actor. I don't like him as a person. I've met him once. Oh, really? He's a douche. <laughs> a little bit. She's oh, a little douchey, but super bad. Maybe, 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 it was a, maybe it was a bad day. I don't know. They they uh, they're allowed to have bad days, but I, I, think, I love super bad. Don't get me wrong. I just think that I think the the better performance is Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think him and what's that other kid's name? I always forget his name. The one in super bad, Michael yeah. Sarah. I think he's really good in super bad because of their chemistry mm-hmm. together. But like when he's by himself, when he goes to that stupid party and he gets like the the, the blood stain on his, I don't. I don't think it's that great. I think them together that's, that's is what makes serious, it. Dude. Uh, I'm alright with it. You peed it over my leg. The oh, I try to avoid it. saying that, but um, it happened in the movie. What are I you know, trying to avoid? Yeah, the, but I also think the what, end of that movie. She and had I, period. 
Yeah, man. She bled from her oh my vagina. God, this is so awful. That's a difficult like, thing to uh, say. I just Jing. didn't want to say it, man. I have don't to get, ask. Don't get all feminist on, on me. No, but it's a word. I, um, I have to ask if there's a girl on the line. Uh, I was watching Jersey Shore the other day, and uh, Angelina said she had a period poop. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? Yeah, just yes or no, please. So, just why yes I can no. explain it? I it's okay. That's for another podcast. Okay, just to like, I gotta know. It was on TV. We're, okay. we're, we're following TV. So, a period poop is essentially when a when a female gets her period, your your poop is a little bit softer than your normal flow, your normal regular thing. So it just it's a softer poop. Okay. So, yeah, okay. So, so Angelina wasn't lying. She had a she had a period poop in the cap. Hilarious. In the cat. Oh, because see, so because it was so soft, I didn't see the episode, but um, I what I can imagine is because it was so soft, it probably easily came out and okay. Yeah. But All if right, she was so, wearing a pad, okay. So moving on, covered it. Something. Moving on. Awesome. And but like in all honesty, like that doesn't happen to normal people. Okay. So like you can normally go hey, to the bathroom. So for G, it's not like you're running and you need a diaper. This so, happened because you mentioned the scene super bad. And then I remember that I watched the episode, and it was this, basically the same topic. So now all, right, all our so. listeners can now know what a period poop is. <laughs> all right, so moving on. For G, it's a normal uh, bodily Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman or Gal Gadot and Fast and the Furious? Wonder oh, Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman. However. Oh, I, thought, I thought this was going to be more difficult for you. No, no, no. However, however, I, oh, no. I just want everyone to remember that she just didn't pop up in Batman vs. Superman. Like Some of us have loved her since Fast and Furious. We you know, I, I saw G, her. I saw her Wonder Giselle Woman. And I forgot she was in Fast t-shirt. and the Furious. Oh, really? Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh!" And is then it, after I looked it up, I'm like, "Oh, she's she's this girl that dies and no one cared about her." Yeah, only Mia cared. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know happened. that story? I know we said this a few times on the podcast. Do you know the story about Giselle in Fast and the Furious? No. So she's in. She's a character. Gal Gadot is a character. Yeah, yeah. Giselle, yeah. She's in three of them. So she dies in the fifth one. Was it Fast Five? Uh, no, it's six. It's six, so she dies in Fast and yeah. Furious six. No one cares about her. No one cares. except for no one cares that she dies. Except for Mia goes like after all the destruction and everything. There's like a long pause, and Mia goes like, "Hey, where's Giselle?" And they all kind of realize that, oh yeah, she died way back in that explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't really touch on it again. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. All right, and finishing up with my boo thing, Emma Stone and Easy A are super bad. Easy A. Uh, Easy A. I think you've never seen Easy A, yes, right? I have. Oh, you did. I own it. Only recently, though, right? Like a year ago. Yeah. I see? thought it was good. I think Don't it was a little bit like, Oh, yeah, I've seen probably it probably. Oh, man, you had to see that when it came out, I think. I, it was pretty good. I'm going to go with Superbad because I kind of... Nah. The, I feel like they're the same character. carries that whole film. It's different. No, it's yeah, different. you know what's funny about Lou saying that? I have a friend that does not like her that much because he basically thinks she plays herself and everything. Yeah, there's not really much difference between the two characters. So I'm going to go with Easy A just because that's her starring role. So that's my answer. Okay. Yeah. She takes the lead, so I think I like that one more. Does you, so when she was Billie Jean King in Battle of the Sexes, she was playing Emma Stone? By the way, here's the thing. I, I, I'm not saying I agree with him, but I will say in a lot of her like mainstream movies, like her she personality is, is so... I mean, like so does Tom Cruise. Her, Tom Cruise yeah, her Tom personality Cruise is so movie. powerful that like she kind of does kind of convey her. Like, you know, her personality is just pretty strong, and it kind of comes through in most of her performances. I feel the same way about Jennifer Aniston, too. I think she's pretty much the same in everything she's in, too. She is. I, think, I would agree with that. 
But I enjoy it because I like like I like Jennifer Aniston, so like I know what I'm getting. Or Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez Ugh. kind of plays. Jennifer Lopez does that too. In like Tom her rom com things, they're always the same character, just a different thing. This one she owns but a pet Tom shop. Cruise. This one she's a maid in Manhattan. Like right, it's right. the same. Tom thing. Cruise, much like Emma Stone, though. Even though Tom Cruise does the same thing, Tom Cruise also has performances where he stepped out of the box and done something different. It's been a while. Like, like American Maid was really good. Magnolia, Tropic Thunder is a, is a good uh, example. Yeah, Tropic Thunder, oh, Magnolia. Yeah. Uh, interview with the vampire is another I good think, example. I think after yeah. like he didn't win it because he was trying like for Rain Man. Yeah, he was like the original and Leonardo DiCaprio. And then <laughs> Born on the Fourth of July, he was trying. And then after he didn't win any Oscar for Born on the Fourth of July, I, he just like said, "I'm just gonna be Tom Cruise and everything." Well, he did Magnolia like after that, and like he, a lot of people thought he should have like won something for it. he was good. But like he, I don't know. I I don't think he'll ever win one, and that's no, I don't like, think so. It's it's crazy to think that he's such a huge movie star. And I think that he won't. Like what's, he probably won't. What's crazy won. is people forget Brad Pitt is an Oscar winner. But like for like uh, producing, producing, producing. Yeah, yeah. He produced Twelve Years a Slave. So yeah, I don't think he'll ever win like one for acting either. No, no. I think they're set in their franchise ways. So it is yeah. what it is. Do you guys have any other ones, or are we, are we done for the day? I I know Lou's always quick with it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think here. Put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. Wow, uh, mean was, Girls. Was your Lewis? <laughs> oh, I never seen Mean Girls, so I was just say Clueless. Oh fuck, man! Really? Oh, you, no, you, well, haven't, you haven't seen, seen Halloween. I know. <laughs> he's never seen. He's never seen Mean Girls. It's hysterical. You should watch it. It's, it's really it's, good. It's really One day before I die. It's really good. I'll like watch tomorrow. it. <laughs> tomorrow. Jesus Christ. No, I don't mean you're gonna die tomorrow. I mean, like, just watch it tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't even go here. <laughs> That's my favorite like, line. Of we the movie. we always quote that. You you know what other movie that like a lot of people I know quote, and I know it's not like a classic, and it's yeah, David's not gonna think it's funny, but everyone I know still quotes white chicks. White chicks, uh, white chicks or the new guy? None of the above. Oh well, new guy because Eliza Dushku. A what? Oh, what? oh there you guy. go. Who who's Eliza Dushku? Isn't it? Uh it's I forgot. I, I don't know his name. I but... don't know. DJ DJ Qualls is the main kid guy. DJ Qualls? That's his name. Like like he's a DJ? No, that his name is DJ Qualls. No, oh, okay. his, his name is just DJ. He oh, was okay. in a uh, road trip too. Yeah, well. he was. That's where I first saw him. All right, I he's got a, one he's just a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an interesting looking kid. <laughs> I got somehow one just for, for just for Surge because we've answered this one before but I'm curious. Okay. Boys in the Hood or Juice? Ooh, um me that's easy. Maybe uh, I mean it really depends on my mood, but I like juice. I like I like juice. I never get over that end. Yeah, don't, don't say it. But I like the ending. You like that ending? Yeah, but the juice. ending. But the boys in the hood, like Ricky, all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the Ricky. This one's for David. What's up? Uh, what's the be- what's the better franchise? Okay. We have um, Transformers. Okay. Or Paranormal Activity. Oh my God, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> Paranormal Activity. Paranormal yeah. Activity. Yeah. Paranormal, Paranormal Activity has a movie I really, really like. So go. that's. I would say Paranormal Activity also. Transformers. Even that one with the Hispanic people, the ghost dimension no, is better no. than any of them. We were just talking about that yesterday. We were talking about that yesterday. Let's go kill these fools. Let's go kill these bitches. Just punch the shotgun. I was like, you know, you can't shoot a ghost, but all right. Fucking cholos. All right, guys. So that wraps it up for today. Next week, we will be back and be talking The Incredibles and. I think we might be talking Pixar movies because I know G loves them so so much. Yeah, man. I I think some of them are good and some of them are overrated. But 
I'm entitled to my opinion. It's about, so, to get heat, it's about to get heated next so, week. So, Mr. Sergio. Oh, are you, guys, are you guys seeing Tag at all next week? I want to see it. So, oh. They, they, they haven't really been promoting it that much. Now, a qu- quick last note. Um, the Jurassic World review is coming out, and it's exactly what I said it would be. Hot garbage. My, bu- my buddy saw it this week, and he said it was okay at best. I still think it'll be fun. That's all I want. Those trailers are fucking trash. I wasn't a fan of the first trash. Jurassic They're World. Good. And for anyone listening, don't forget G's gonna have a feature on the 20th anniversary of Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. All right. And then I'll I will be reviewing the first Incredibles this week on Thursday. So look for that on the site. So Serge, thank you for joining us. Of course. Thanks for inviting me. And for oh, Real Chronicles, I am David. Say bye, Lou. Yo, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's Lou, but he kind of caught me. I love how concise that is. Like, yo, peace. Yeah. What else you want from me? I don't know. There you go. You want to give a speech? Peace out. Jennifer Ross. Really? Again? <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Deuces, folks. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.